are squawking dead. I'm your host, David Cameo. I am joined by Cosmo Mom 9 Rachel Burt, and that's it, folks. That's it. But what more do you need? What more do you need? So apologies for getting set up a little late. We're just like triple checking to make sure everything is working right after like the, we had some issues of performance last week. We had some jumps, we had some scares, we had some chats that wouldn't load up, but thank you for joining us after the episode. We are taking over for Talking Dead again. It's just this episode and the next episode and then Talking Dead returns for, for your Sunday nights, hopefully, and no other episode wedged between them and, the, and when Fear the Walking Dead airs its season. Uh-huh finale. I am coming to you live from Periscope, Twitch, Mixer, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're on everything. I have actually updated the website to reflect those changes. So if you look at the right side, all those little buttons are for mostly for broadcasting. I mean, almost all of them except for the Twitter link. So those are all broad, where we broadcast. Uh, it's our social media. It's uh, pretty much everything. And if you want to listen to the podcast, all you need to do is hit the main menu on our website, squawkingdead.com. Hit listen after you hit main menu you're there. You, there's a whole bunch of familiar podcast links. I'm actually trying to get Stitcher up there as well. I know it's not there, but if you look for Squawking Dead on Stitcher, you will find it. As many of you actually already know from doing what? From entering the We Are Squawking Dead The Road to Thousands giveaway, which I'm bringing up at the top of the show because I didn't do it last <laughs> week. I did it at the end of the show. We got three weeks left. Three weeks left to the season premiere of The Walking Dead Season 10 and also the end of our uh, giveaway. So if you haven't already, hit, head to squawkingdead.com. It's really easy. It's, it actually looks really good on mobile. Start entering today. All you have to do is put in your email address and your name, uh, and then it'll keep a record of your entries. And uh, there's some daily entries. So keep coming back every 24 hours, do the daily bonus entry. The podcast review entries are very handy because you can do them once a day on either Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. It takes like about, I think, uh, 48 to 72 hours for the reviews to actually come up so I can like review them. But once I have, you're all good to go. Mama Deadhead's on here. She just did... Um, <laughs> her reaction video. By the way, I wanted to kind of point oh, cool. this out. Uh, Mama Deadhead, who is uh, Sarah Large, uh, she just did a reaction video and a, um, I think just a quick recap video. I have not had time, obviously, to see it because we're busy setting up, but I just wanted to give her a shout out because she's so awesome and she made it here. So she's even more Very awesome. Cool. Hey. <laughs> so we're kind of selfish <laughs> awesome. in that way. I know I'm going a million miles an hour and Rachel's just <laughs> sitting there patiently like, yeah, when I talk about this episode. I'm soaking it all in. No, I'm soaking it all in. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting it out of me, getting the evil out of me so you can tell. <laughs> Obviously, New York Comic Con, Thursday night, 6.30, room 1824. We have a panel at New York Comic Con. We're going to be talking to uh, Oscar's Red Hat. We're talking to Jeremy Palco. We're talking to James Chan and Elise Dufour, one of Negan's wives, Frankie. Oh, uh, so- so okay, we're, okay. we're interviewing all of them. Um, we're going to be talking about us in the beginning. We're going to interview them. And then we're going to turn it over to you guys because we are Squawking Dead. Uh, you guys get to ask them questions. Ask us questions if you really want to. Uh, I know there's a whole cosplayer contingent that's going to be there. Yeah, please come over. If you're going to be attending New York Comic Con, just do it. Do it. You won't regret it. We've got Walker, Stalker, Atlanta. We have a table. We're going to be there. I'm going to be chained to my table. I just ordered <laughs> the banner for our, for our booth. It's pretty exciting. I showed it to the gang. Uh, hopefully they've come down from this weekend enough to check it out. But I also ordered <laughs> business cards, uh, stickers. Um, I'm, I'll be ordering way more things to give away. Um, you know, at the table, just say, "Hey, here's a sticker." Throw it like a like a shuriken, like a ninja star. <laughs> 
and yeah, embed into your head like a, <laughs> that should be a thing, by the way. That should be somebody should throw a throwing star, and that's the way you kill a walker. There's so many ways oh, to kill walkers these days. Yeah, Why yeah, wasn't yeah. that one of them? Now it will be. <laughs> now it will be. Greg, yep. Greg, you listening we'll to me? Yep, yep. That's a <laughs> okay. good one. It's a good one. Okay, I guess they, they, they're kind of saving all the good stuff for last. Um, <laughs> I, and we'll be talking about one of them soon, by the way, because I saw something in this episode, not even in the sneak peek, but in this episode that indicates we might be in a different setting that we have never been before, I think. Okay, uh, so Walker, so we have a table. We also have press passes, so I need to talk to my gang to find out who we need to interview. In fact, if you guys have ideas about who we should be interviewing at Walker Stalker that you know is attending, uh, just send us a DM. You know, we want to interview people that you want to see, and we'll be definitely covering the panels. Uh, doing, We're going to be going live as much as possible while we're there. Um, Nisa says, hi, Alpha, to you, Rachel. <laughs> hey, Nisa. I just had to do that right away. Um <laughs> Oh, and Blazy says you're better than Talking Dead. Anyway, well, thank you very much. I Aww, mean, smaller thanks. audience means we can pay attention to you. <laughs> <laughs> you matter actually you right. really do you That's really right. do i think i just roped ourselves or myself at the very least into uh the haunt for dead october that's the number four dead october Ooh. it's happening in nitro virginia it's being hosted by uh wv brandon white on instagram you know and, and twitter i think also as well or that's it's a uh, tw dead art i think is also his other handle he's, a, he's got a couple of them oh okay on twitter. yeah i know that one yeah so yep. he's hosting with a bunch of other people it's i think the tickets are uh, 50 dollars a head i will try to put the links to that in the description if they're not already there they might be there on youtube and facebook um so that's something to keep your eyes on that's this is happening actually the weekend after uh walker soccer atlanta in nitro virginia west virginia so i might have roped myself into it i'm gonna be <laughs> talking to them about maybe hosting a panel there or something like that so um I think we did it. <laughs> I think we got, I don't know how long that took. Uh, okay, we're 11, 11 minutes <laughs> in, not in, minutes. you know, including some of the lead time that we had on this podcast, but uh, on the uh, on the intro while we were setting up. But uh, yeah, all right. Okay. Okay. I, I, was it a mistake to drink coffee before, before this? No, podcast? I mean, no bigger mistake than a monster. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you call that a gun? <laughs> I'll show you a gun. <laughs> yeah. Coffee. Psh. You call that a knife? Now that's a knife. <laughs> it's like monster energy yep. drink. Um, okay. So uh, as is tradition, uh, wait, well, who are the other hosts here? Uh, oh, no, yeah. I guess, uh, Rachel, you got... <laughs> so I, usually what I usually do is I usually throw it to somebody and then have them start anywhere. I think we got to lay this tradition to rest only in the respect of like, choose anywhere in the episode you like to start. Yeah. No, I like I liked what you guys did last week. I mean, most of the weeks we try to throw this to the audience. But um, what I'd like to do is it just, you know what? You tell me from your point of view, the impression you had on this episode. Yeah, just the impression you had on this episode. And then wherever mm. it feels like we can start, we'll start. Yeah. Um. feel I kind of had, I don't know. It was kind of all over the place. Like, you know, you feel one way in the beginning and then things happen. And I mean, we really saw a big shift in Morgan tonight, I think, um, which was like I, that whole scene at the end was kind of funny to me. Um, I wasn't exactly sure what was going on with not Karen, Grace and I do that. <laughs> Daniel, too lately. I, I have to like stop and think between Grace and Daniel. I thought I, at first I'm like, oh man, no, don't like, okay, just because.
Mrs. Morgan's not interested. Don't immediately latch on to the next, you know, guy. That was my, that was the feeling, but obviously that's not what happened. It was more of a, you know, friendship and comforting and, and he ended up being exactly what she needed. I think this was your so. feeling as you were watching yeah, it, right? Cause yeah, obviously afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. It, it, you know, my feelings progressed throughout the episode as I'm watching. I'm at first I'm like, no, no. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. It's cool. <laughs> Speaking of the devil, by the way, Brandon White just signed on after we hey. talked about the, <laughs> about, the about his uh, festival. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, just to wrap backtrack, though, um, you're saying that your feelings about this episode kind of were one way and then they kind of changed throughout the episode. Just in general, you're saying. Right? Yeah, definitely. So what, yeah. Where, what how did you feel about it? Like in the beginning, it was just you were kind of like uh, I, the only thing I really had a feeling about was. Uh, Grace and Daniel being together. Um, I don't know. Al and, and Morgan, that whole thing was, man, I don't know. Al was kind of all over the place too. And I don't know, quite uh, out of character, I feel like. Like she was acting very emotionally and not rationally at all. Not her usual, so, usual no, badass no. bitch self. Yeah, I was a little disappointed, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I felt, I, I don't know about disappointed, but I felt kind of like, okay, I don't know if you ever get this feeling, but like, have you ever seen either one of your parents cry? Like my parents? Yeah, like, but like in a really like emotional moment. Oh man, I've probably only ever seen my stepdad cry once. Right, but how did it make you feel when you <laughs> oh, saw? Oh my it? gosh, terrible, terrible. Like, like you wanted to cry also. Like you were just kind of like, I can't. Yeah, like if they can't handle it, I definitely can't. I'm handle not handling it. it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I felt I I got a taste of that when I saw Al because Al's usually like really really together, really yeah. sharp. I mean, when she's not sharp, she's guarded, which is fine. Another way of being her badass bitch self. But like mm-hmm. when I saw her kind of like specifically in this the one scene where they're sitting down with Ginny, he, she and Morgan, mm-hmm. like that moment where she's like in helicopters. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy. And I literally wrote and maybe we could start there. Like, do you think... Cause like I had as much as like I was feeling like really like emotional a little bit about her kind of like just rattling off her brain thoughts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like she might have even tipped her hand? Cause Ginny's just lapping this up. She's oh, like, oh yeah. I just got some new information about maybe a helicopter group out there. Yeah, like what would? Yeah, and she's like, what would make you say that? Like, I'm, obviously, I mean, we've seen helicopters flying around. I gotta believe, you know, there that group has also seen helicopters flying around. But have they? I, I don't. It's it's an assumption. Right, right. It's an assumption. Yeah, I don't know, but oh, I think we, yeah. I can. I think we can definitively say that Isabel is not a, whatever Isabel's group is is not associated with Ginny. Right. As of the end of this yeah. episode, yes. But going yeah. back to like overall impressions, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm. I'm like part of me wants to completely rule that out. There's yeah. just so much that kind of. So wait, okay, let's take a step back because I'm almost tempted to say, okay, okay. Because when we talk about the comic book, and you read the comic book? Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. Carol has always been vague about the size of this group, plus, like, the different kind of, not factions, but, like, splinters Mm -hmm. of this group. Because they have different names to different people, and depending on how big they are, but depending on what faction there are. Just take that and put that in the back of your brain for now. We keep assuming that the settlers are, like, with the Commonwealth, or we had, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Yeah, but what about, could they, and and walk with me on this one, (laughs) 
could we just circumvent Isabel's group, aka the Commonwealth, and link the settlers to Georgie, just Georgie, and okay. and, her, and whatever yeah. she's from? Because okay. the, the link to the keys mm-hmm. are what really like the keys, yeah. the, a key to the future, or the key to the future. I think it's a key to the future. Yeah. Like, what if it's just those two, and then Isabel's group is just completely outside, or maybe just the main part, and these settlers and other people are like a splinter or some kind like that? Could be, could be. I mean, when I first saw Georgie, my first thought was, uh, her, well, her name's Pamela in the comics. You're right. Uh, she's the, you know, basically the governor, I think. You know, they, they use a different word. I don't know. She's like the head of the Commonwealth. She is the political face of the Commonwealth. And now in the comics, as far as I know, uh, they're really just one location. And then they all sort of just, you know, if they have to go out and do something, they leave from that one one location. So, I, I mean, but obviously things change. They could, it could still be that and with different areas. I mean, we saw that map with all those keys everywhere too. I assume those are bunkers or outposts. Right, right. I mean, you do get a better look at the map, I think, in this mm-hmm. episode with names, particularly yeah. one which we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, I, I just, yeah, I mean, it's the keys, but th- I think the key thing is like, it's not just the keys and the symbolism of the keys, but it's also the idea of like, what, sh- what the a key to the future was, was basically a guidebook on how to re-civilize or restart civilization. You're talking mm-hmm. about settlers, pioneers, you're talking about windmills, yeah. you're talking about grains and all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I still am stuck on that. Mm-hmm. And maybe Georgie entrusted this group with these keys because let's, okay, let's keep digging with this one. Because because <laughs> you see them like do the inventory on the whiteboard. Yep. Uh, you see them do like, you know, expecting certain crops, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this is yet another group that, that Georgie, we'll call her Georgie, like in lieu yeah. of not knowing maybe what her real name is, but let's just assume that it's like the West thing. Yeah. But it seems as though, Georgie. yeah, it seems as though these people had help, right? Like, Sure. They're coming out of nowhere. They think they have the key, a key to the future. Maybe that's what their their balls or their their kind of confidence <laughs> is coming from because they have yeah. all this backing. Um, yeah, yeah, that could be. That could be. I mean, although when we did meet Georgie, she didn't seem she didn't seem like a threat. I mean, she seemed like somebody who was trying to recruit people. These people right. are like, you know, you're either with us or you're dead. Those are your options. You're either and, and, essential or you're dead. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. And and not to. T- I mean, I still could see a connection to to Georgie, even though. She she didn't seem, you know, like that was her, you know, how she wants to play things out. Um, this could be, you know, maybe a rogue faction. Maybe she did trust these people and now they're sort of taking it, uh, you know, further. Maybe they're, they've, yeah, I don't know, turned turn bad, you know. Maybe they're not supposed to be <laughs> killing people and they just decided that's that's how they had to do it. <laughs> yeah. If people well, I mean, weren't, weren't essential, like you said. Well, keep it, keep in mind, like Georgie, like, <laughs> like goes with the twins that she's yeah. riding with to all these different groups to kind of monitor them and see how they're doing. And so this could be just another one of those groups that seems sure. to have a leg up on on like surviving and stuff. So mm-hmm. as I mm-hmm. dance, I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> I have no idea. That's how you get up on life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, let's go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that. That what's that dude? Do you guys have the dude that uh when they when they have the six six flags commercial? I forget what that that dude's called. <laughs> that old dude, okay, with the glasses. Maybe it's just the six flags. Thing. Uh, well, we call yeah our six flags is called Great Adventure. So. Anyway, oh. whatever. <laughs> nope, no clue. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and most of these people are from different areas of either the U.S. or the world. So somebody's got to know what you're talking about. <laughs> With the little glasses, but I'd put the glasses on them. But whatever. Okay, moving along. Okay, so yeah, let's head oh, we, back. To, go ahead. We also found out. I, I think this is the first time Morgan ever mentioned a brother. Yeah, that's great. That's a great mention, and that's right at the yeah. beginning of the episode too, which is kind of uh-huh. where I wanted to go. Um, <laughs> segue. I wanted, wanted to get all the beginning stuff as we as we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just briefly, but I'm like, I don't think he's ever talked about a brother before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, Blazy's saying, uh, what, what? How cool would it be if uh, Maggie made a crossover? Uh, because she's Ooh. obviously with Georgie. Mm-hmm. She crossed over to Fear. That would be the biggest surprise. Sure, it would if they can keep it under wraps. Oh, and depending on when she went too, because she left um, sometime in the time jump, so we're not there yet. No, Ooh. that's true. That's true. She's still with our group in the current. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, still possible later. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're not going to follow canon. <laughs> yes. And who knows? I mean, there could be a time jump on fear. Anything's possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mentioned that the other week. <laughs> <laughs> like what are you talking oh yeah that makes sense uh, yeah i mean for like i mean the next episode's the the penultimate and then the episode after that's the season finale so finale. yeah um but that thought was really cool okay so yes we we heard that morgan has a brother i mean like it looks like a very very small family mm-hmm. i mean they're kind of like rooting out the possibility of there ever being like uh uh possible people from morgan's family show up oh yeah <laughs> I mean, I still think that there's, there seems to be like still a contingent that, that proclaims that Dwayne is still alive, by the way. Really? It's very awkward. It's the same hmm. kind of idea that like, we didn't see a party. We didn't see a party. Yeah, Come but but if if Dwayne was alive, more there's no way Morgan would have left him or, or went anywhere without him. I think Morgan saw a body. <laughs> I think Morgan saw his son's body being eaten. Yeah, yeah. So. I think that would be the only thing that would, you know, that's the only thing that would get Morgan to leave. <laughs> Wait, Blazy pulled a Tom. Oh no! I'm. I was just. I was just gonna say, what did Tom say? <laughs> but it's Blazy. I think we need to. We oh need man, to <laughs> pulling a Tom. Maybe maybe Dwayne is Madison. Oh. <laughs> Maybe Dwayne is best. It's just that, like, I didn't expect it coming from Blazy. <laughs> like, I thought, where's Tom? Where's... Maybe. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe. Wait a minute. Oh, what, no. What if Blazy is Tom? What if Blazy is Tom? What if? <laughs> oh, my gosh. The mind reels. Oh, Madison man, about, is everyone. I'm about to pass out. <laughs> Breathe. That was good. That's going in the clip. No, I'm kidding. Instead of child bullying or apparently racism, which I'll get to at some point. Holy crap. Twitter Uh, is a cesspool of of vitriol. Right. I I never knew how bad it could get. Like, I mean, I know it's bad, but like in fandom. Anyway, I'll get to it. Yeah, I might as well get to it now. Okay, really quickly. (laughs) uh, The clip has been making the rounds. Really, still it's been gaining in notoriety on Twitter now. Still, and I can't find people like sharing it anywhere. Like I, but apparently the note, my our notoriety for that clip has gone beyond Instagram oh and, and like people involved in the show. So we got into this one topic of like there, there's a contingent of people who like okay, so we love you, me, we love Denai Guerrero, right? We love oh, yeah. the Michonne character to boot. We've talked about our charities uh, like months ago. You know, uh, we've talked about. Um, 
um, her leap to films. We've talked about her successes, her nomination for People's, People's Choice Awards. We talked about like and wished her success during, before, during and after, you know, The Walking mm-hmm. Dead. There's this like one contingent that is bent on looking at The Walking Dead fans as racists because there is, there has been a certain subset of sewer people, we'll call them, <laughs> who, who um, really say really, really nasty racist things. And especially so when it comes to like the whole Rashawn thing. Oh, yeah, it's really gross. But here's the thing, like Twitter's like introduced so many policies that have made it really, not only really difficult to see these comments nowadays, like you're talking about like within the last two years, but the reporting system, like you cannot say things like that on Twitter. So if you report on it, it gets taken down pretty much immediately. And if you say it too many times, you get booted off Twitter. That's why like wow. a lot of these racists, they don't stay on Twitter because they can't, you know, yeah. without talking civilly or whatever. <laughs> but then like, I mean, obviously the impression is stuck and there is a contingent of deny fans who've seen the racism that have that and I'm going to say this and this is going to get me into a lot of trouble again if I release it into a clip but like there's there they these pe- these deny fans use like almost racist language to describe TWD people like a certain subset of people like a certain group of people aka TWD fans they see that there's a small part then they don't think it's a small part they think it's all of them or like most of them but okay. they think that you know if you're not one of those people you're gaslighting us and you're you're um you're protecting racists like you're 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 giving cover for racists so i don't know what to do do i not love the show you know do i not love most fans that i've been interacting with I mean, if I see racism, I'll report it. I'm not going to engage with racism. That makes no sense to me. Why would you, how can you have a rational discussion about racism? Like about with somebody who's being racist? No, you just, no, goodbye. Justify it. No, rejected from Twitter. Um, But so, I mean, so, and now because I was like defending and I was specifically talking about the one thread I was in, nobody in this thread has said anything racist. Nobody has said anything even against Rashawn. And people kept misconstruing my statements and thinking that I was talking about the Walking Dead fans writ large oh, and I'm geez. like are you are you kidding me it's literally like a teeny teeny like one of the things Carol said that, that I love about The Walking Dead is that it really doesn't matter like the zombie apocalypse is the greatest equalizer you know everybody mm-hmm. because of it is the same you know yeah. there's there's no nobody has pri- nobody has privilege <laughs> the zombies nope. have privilege I mean that's the thing the zombies have privilege they get to walk around everywhere eating whatever they want and I would <laughs> <laughs> no rules <laughs> um but i'm i'm like yeah. you know i'm sweating here like and, and here's the thing i want to react to all this but here's the thing when you give people you like that oxygen it, yeah. it's like a fire like i don't begrudge the fact that they've seen some nasty stuff and and even walani says i saw a lot of that when michonne michonne and rick relationship started which is how that's like six seasons ago yeah um yeah. and walani you would be right it i it has died down people have gotten used to it, it it's been several seasons but like you know what this is the internet culture this is like 2019 people have long memories and if they forget they can always look it up again um yeah. you know just do one search and but that's the and that's that's the yeah that's the thing it's it is a wildfire the more oxygen you give it the the more the, the more people will twist your words to, to basically misinterpret your intentions and you really can't engage you can't engage with those people you I just mean, I, can't you can't they're not they're not intelligent enough to have a to have a <laughs> rational discussion i what did, i I can't remember who said this quote, but they, you know, somebody said, don't, you can't argue with a stupid person. They'll drag 
you down to their level and beat you with experience. (laughs) (laughs) Being stupid. Yes, because they're used to, you know, you can't, that's how I deal with it. Honestly, I mean, you've noticed I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter. And I mean, this this sort of reinforces the reason why, you know, I like to hang out where people are nice to each other and leave, leave nice and positive, uplifting comments. And, you know, I just, that's how I deal with it. I don't engage. And life is too short too. Like, I mean, I find that like Twitter is is mostly like taken over by like, I mean, if you're not just a dude, just a person on Twitter, you're like, I mean, I've seen both sides of this. I've seen if you're not if you're not a normal person, which is like 80% of Twitter, literally is 80% of Twitter, varying degrees of anger, fine, but it's usually mm-hmm. mostly harmless. But if you're not one of those, 10% of you are racists and the other 10% on the exact opposite extreme are anti-racists and they're both mm-hmm. fucking assholes. They're really fucking assholes. One side makes the anti-racists make makes racists out of everybody. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and the racists, you just can't talk to. No. And the thing is, no. what's what's interesting about like the where the Overton window is, like racists are like getting smaller on Twitter. Like they're still there and they're still very loud, but they're getting smaller because of the reporting system. Like, That's you know, there's, there's a strike System. However, on the other side, this contingent of anti-racists are getting really loud and woke and mainstream, and they're like hunting for racists that are going away. And and it's just and I'm not. <laughs> they, they should be happy. <laughs> like I yay. Mean, yeah, it's, it's dying it, down. Twitter's like it, it. It really is. Like I'm even looking at like hidden comments from like in threads. Mm-hmm. Like I, I look at the even the hidden comment because it's based on an algorithm of like this may be inappropriate to listen to. This may be on the line of like racist or bullying oh, okay. or whatever it is. But I, I go on. Them, I'm like, ah, just some guy saying you're stupid. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's, this is like a TWD thread. Okay, but anyway, I don't want to go too far on this, but like your, your husband literally just said you're like the TWD Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> and and and, and I, I I'm trying to be very very careful careful here because I'm not trying to ascribe the behaviors of like like a like a single digit percent of really noisy assholes on either side as yeah. racists or anti-racists, but like the fact that there are, there is enough of a noisy contingent that will invade. They're just as bad as the fear of the Walking Dead haters. They'll invade other threads. Like now that the TWDs on the radar, they're gonna start going to threads and and start like berating people. And, and it's just it's ridiculous that's, that's what they live for like and they want people to engage with them they want people to argue because that's that's all they do i mean that's probably the highlight of their day and or life i just mean hunt, is to get a rise people down people. make it give them a hard time <laughs> really i mean really if they had a, something else better to do wouldn't they be doing that yeah um, no because that's like oh <laughs> yum, 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 yum. i'm gonna get my <laughs> get my licks yeah, in. I, right they want to just they want to <laughs> cause trouble they just want to be noise they just want to be noise yeah. So, and by the way, it takes us back to the clip because then once once I figured out, like, I, I really, I literally just like sat them down and said, "Hey, I love what I love. You love what you love. We both love Michonne. It just mm-hmm. sucks for us because we're gonna miss her." Right. And and then all of a sudden, this one dude comes from the rear and goes, "Hey, aren't these the guys that that hate children and babies?" <laughs> but wait a minute, it gets worse. <laughs> yes, it is. It was funny, and I I, I literally put the eye oh. emoji. And oh then- my god. And I put a clip of the, I put like a screenshot of the, of the definition oh of the word context. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that in mind though, because then, then some other person goes, oh, it's funny how they only talk about like the, the, you know, Rick and Michonne's kid that gets bit. And I'm, what? I'm in my brain and in my heart, I'm like livid. 
because literally the first two kids that we talk about are the Dodson kids. Uh-huh. So get your racist hunting troll yeah. ass. And I didn't because I don't want to feed that oxygen. It's no, like, you don't. You like you have to defend. I'm not defending myself, but I'm like, <laughs> terrifying. Like, yeah. forget this shit. Let them have it. Let them have yeah. it. And you know what I thought to myself? I looked at here. Here's a happy ending to this story that is still kind of bothering me in my heart. Um, <laughs> But I looked at our charitable, our charitable list of like analytics. Mm-hmm. Our, our podcast listens are up. <laughs> oh, oh, would you look at that? So I guess being a racist isn't all that bad. People, people <laughs> like a bit of controversy. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, Mama Deadhead, by the way, uh, Sarah Large has like the like I, she's the best person to kind of deal with this. If you ever look at a thread where um, one of those Fear the Walking Dead hater dudes is is like on them, like look at her yeah. any one of her posts and look at the replies. She is like the best way of just handling these people. She just throws cat pictures <laughs> like <laughs> waves hello how are you doing today and yeah. like i'm just so impressed with her chill it's so great <laughs> that's that i mean that's another way to deal with it just you know kill him with kindness yeah a guy tried coming after me on the internet too and he i had an opinion about something and his was the opposite of mine and i commented and i said that's cool we both have an opinion that's allowed <laughs> we both have, a great have day. assholes <laughs> yeah we both have assholes too cool yeah. it's a thing everybody's got one yeah yeah <laughs> oh man okay sorry guys let's let's wipe <laughs> Let's wipe the, we have to wipe down the screens right now. <laughs> Reset. <laughs> I did like, there was something, some cool qualities like about like Jenny that I, I really kind of adored because <laughs> kind of like the way Grace like kicks the end of Morgan's stick off, right? Because it mm-hmm. has irradiated blood and all that. Um, I, I like Jenny, like when he talks about Jenny, she, she's kind of the same in that like, you know, Jenny doesn't know, doesn't like the water. Like I wish yeah. I'd known that ahead of time. I wouldn't spend half my paycheck on on, on getting a boat for our day. <laughs> on a boat. <laughs> Because he kind of says the same, he has the same kind of like vernacular when he's talking about Grace, like, um, like, oh yeah, I fell over because, ah, uh, never mind. <laughs> it was too short. Ah, uh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, never mind. Things like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, then and then he starts talking about Dwayne, and he starts talking about the one thing that I didn't understand was like um, after the brother attending was like he didn't sleep for three months, and I I wasn't sure if he was talking about when Dwayne was born. Yeah, I didn't right? catch on at first, but as soon as he started talking about Dwayne, I realized okay, the first three months after he was born, yeah, he didn't sleep. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah. I, I thought maybe marriage. It was a post zombie apocalypse, <laughs> but it makes more sense that it's Dwayne. Yeah. No, I like how they did that too. It wasn't like in your face obvious what he was talking about. Right. Right. Had to pay attention and go oh okay all right yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like literally you literally had to watch the movie the episode twice just like i did um <laughs> and sarah's sarah large is saying like i want all the morgan videotapes to be webisodes i want to hear all the stories <laughs> i'm like me oh, too right but like by the end of the episode obviously like no no i'm good i'm good I'm good <laughs> yeah like what I, what well like i mean I, I, that was your reaction to him kind of yeah like we'll get we'll get there because we'll, there are things that happen <laughs> in this episode that are really key to understanding where he's at I'm, i mean i i'm pretty sure i, I picked up on most on most of it and i think i get where he's at in you know headspace but i i guess it wasn't until that moment i didn't think he was doing it for him he was doing it for al the that no- was oh no the, the video the videoing yeah the recording they, yeah. i mean it was clearly his therapy <laughs> right right it was he was doing it for him he, he's doing what yeah. he needed to do and it was working it looked like he was smiling as he was remembering which means he's remembering the good parts and all he's that healing. stuff Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, when it got to the Father's Day card, he was a little like, and this is the beginning, the beginning of the episode. He, he kind of got stuck a little bit, but then they got interrupted rudely. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, again, I do want to re- reiterate to people, and I've said this on Twitter, is that. Uh, <laughs> 
I think Morgan Morgan is actually my favorite character and because he moved to fear. Like he's my favorite character on on either series now. Mm-hmm. And I guess I have that luxury because he was on both series. So. <laughs> but like yeah. everything that he does and every again it doesn't have to be perfect. It's not perfect. It's right. I love him because he's not perfect. Like he's so twisted. And mm-hmm. now the, like Morgan's like that knot that you get in your necklace that is impossible to undo. Like those chain <laughs> those 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 Oh, I know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Everybody oh, everybody in my family would bring their necklaces to me to get un- untangled so because you're on <laughs> meth aren't you because <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it takes one to know one <laughs> I, i'll keep your know. secret you keep mine <laughs> i don't know i just could get it <laughs> but no i know I, I definitely know what you're talking about yeah he's just yeah. kind of yeah he, his intentions are always pure even if it doesn't end up how he thinks god and boy does it never but like i know i know but ever since he's gone on to fear like the torture porn is somewhat lifted you know progressively because <laughs> it is yeah. it's just you're literally watching a guy like destroy himself and it was the same for dwight and these guys mm-hmm. get like this kind of like a second chance like on fear the walking dead and i th- I love it i love it yeah well dwight's second chance he you know he had to fight to get away from negan and you know that kind of stuff but morgan was i mean really morgan was the only person in morgan's way of of being happy and, and healing and get you know he was the only thing stuck between him and you know healing that's what makes his character to me his character mm-hmm. to me so compelling because we all get that we've all been there mm-hmm. there's all, always yep. a little part of you that feels like if i would have just done this i would have had that oh absolutely know? oh my gosh if i would have just what done one thing different you know i think morgan's probably the most um relatable? you know realistic well yeah and relatable and real you know realistic you know he's carrying the weight of the death of his family with him and he blames himself and blames himself for everything and i think that's a very human thing to do a lot of people can relate to that i think <laughs> what what are the comments saying i can see your face <laughs> Blazy said something really funny. Uh, you racist. Are we going to get about, fired? She said, you racist. Don't talk about Morgan's, Morgan and Chains. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's how it happens, though. That's how it happens. They find the littlest things to connect and the and it just and it just blows out of proportion from there. Oh my gosh! Uh, your husband, your husband. <laughs> speaking of misconstruing things, uh, your husband's asking me what the fuck is on your shirt, and uh, it's actually a a little bear. It's a bear. Oh, I used to be a couch surfer, or not a couch surfer, a couch surfer host. I don't know if you know couch what couch surfing is, host. but if you go to couchsurfer.com, it's like basically like a community of people who either sleep on your couch or you sleep or you host people on yours. Oh, okay. Um, it's like Airbnb before Airbnb. It was a thing and it's like okay it's free a couch yeah you're not it's it's like a community that does it for free though so it's it's kind of like a revolving door of things it wasn't perfect uh but they they got better (laughs) but i have not done that stuff in i mean i would say eight eight years i think something like Mm -hmm. that eight or seven but yeah, so this one dude, uh, actually a friend of mine, uh, Justin, designed this shirt for the for the Chicago contingent. So you have the bear, you have the couch, you have the Cubs logo. Cute. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing that tonight. <laughs> that works. Yeah, so I'm racist. Cool. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Glad you're all still here, though. Thanks. All right. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, so not. <laughs> now you're ena- you're enabling race. It's all of you now. So right. Just, yeah. I, I don't think anybody here can call me that. You too, Wilani. Yes. <laughs> Do I need to bring my husband onto the camera? <laughs> you know, this is all going to get cut out, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Probably not. Anywho. 
Yeah. Well, this is the first, you know, I, I, just speaking really seriously, this is the first time I've ever, because you've known us all, you know, every single episode we've had, we've really not gone. We've been apolitical, a-ideological, like not in any way possible. But like, this is the first time I'm really kind of letting you in on the Miss Yang of the, uh, the, the of Squawking Dead. I mean, I mean, I'm just a human in the world who's trying to bring good to people. And it's, some people are not satisfied until somebody's hurt. And yeah. that's, that's, it, it, that's too 2019 too so and that says a lot more about the person doing the hurting i think yeah i would think so it's just that you know the mob the mob wants blood and uh you know i I wasn't gonna give it to them that's all i mean i don't really think about being pc or or this or that or i just i don't know it's just we're just covering a tv show and we have opinions i didn't realize it was (laughs) i didn't realize this was cnn (laughs) uh you know it's just guilt by association is a lot of it but yeah i mean it's all about the positive vibes at the end of the day it's all about naming and you know the piece on the 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 icing on the cake was like something i got today on instagram was like i saw like a a fellow cosplayer uh and i am failing on her name she's like a she's like a teenager she uh she dresses up as negan she's from england uh she came back onto instagram like back on the scene uh, i followed her and she's getting messages from people saying you can't be negan you're a girl and i'm like that's silly i messaging her i dm'd her yeah and she's just like she got so many really good like messages from people just like me and just she felt like she had to go on instagram and she's like shouted us out you could see it in our stories and so you'll see who that is when you look at yeah, our Instagram yeah, stories and she's really yeah, she's really cool and her whole post her whole account is about positive vibes it's like yeah. what's the point you know see, I, yeah. I, that's why i like instagram so much better i I've, i rarely come across anyone who is is really mean and and if they are there's usually like 20 people after that like you know take it easy man it's all love here you know, yeah, <laughs> you know? <yeah. laughs> i think it's the visual media like the there's a bit more of a picture there's a bit more of a face to to instagram than there is twitter there's a comment yeah. system so p- everything's kind of immediately available yeah um it's just yeah i think pictures tone you know chill people out a bit <laughs> you know <laughs> well it's working Maybe Twitter should, uh, you know, think about that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, then anyway. they would just be Instagram, so that wouldn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know what the solution is to that, but uh, maybe it's no maybe more it's Twitter. Like, yeah, maybe it's like fixing the, the reply system or something like that. But anyway, yeah. Okay. So I kind of wanted to continue a, a, a touch about like our children conversation. <laughs> wasn't really much of a conversation, but um, how we wanted people, children dead. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, uh, after watching this and remembering the episode in season eight with Rick and Morgan at the, at the bar talking about Carl and Dwayne, um, mm-hmm. and Morgan said, you had your son, which is why you came back. You know, like when Rick went started to go crazy, well, started, you kind of saw the process in real time. Yeah. Um, like the reason why he was able to come back was because of his son you know his son was there morgan was not able to come back not really um and then i come back to this episode and we're talking about kids and we're like you know kids in the apocalypse yeah i mean on a purely utilitarian level i mean they're useless they get in the way they they when they're babies they yell out so zombies come after you uh, like judith right long ago um but like i mean looking at these scenes like seeing how morgan talks about his son now in like more of a positive way remembering the good times i keep thinking to myself like rick and carl and how there is a positive to having kids they kind of anchor you to this idea 
of what you want for them in the future. Mm -hmm. Like this idea of how it could be with them in the world. And even um, Daniel talks about that with respect to Charlie. I want to show her these, these, this music. I want to show that there's beauty in the world and that she should be free in the mind to kind of, and she doesn't say this, but I assume that he wants the best for her. He wants to give her everything in the world. So, I mean, what do you think about that whole thing? Because there, because the way, the way Chris was laying it on, I mean, I'm not trying to trash Chris. (laughs) He's right in a sense. And Meg in a sense and Meg yeah. was going ham and I know. you were going I, ham and I was horrified <laughs> yeah I pretended like I was Hitler I, and sending them to the gas chambers but that was right. mostly in response to how like oh I, I guess that's what we're doing now <laughs> yeah for, first of all this is this is not a normal world okay so we're not talking about you know going to our normal jobs and just often kids for in cold blood this is not this is not what we're talking about and furthermore it's a we're fiction. To, yeah exactly and furthermore we're talking about characters on a show not actual children okay so um but yeah i to a point i mean children can actually be dangerous in this world you know if you have a baby or babies i mean you and they start crying and they start drawing in walkers i you i mean that's that is a serious risk especially if you're traveling with a huge group of people so that those types of things need to be taken into consideration for survival not I mean, humanity aside, you, I mean, you need to survive before you can even think about having a humanity, right? Right, right. Um, you know, and I like what you said. I, I guess I hadn't really thought about it until you said that, but you're absolutely right. Even if kids don't have, um, you know, the physicality for labor or, you know, they're not going to make bullets. They're not, you know what I mean? They can't, they're not capable of, of a lot depending That's on their the age. the word you I use, physicality. <laughs> what is I mean, they're little. <laughs> well, they're little, right? I mean, they're yeah. not capable of a whole lot but but what they do is give the adults purpose and a reason to fight and a reason to look to the future um and that 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 is is really important that can be i mean it's hope right that is hope yeah and that is very powerful so wanting to give them something yeah yeah. equals you spreading that on to other people as a result because you know why just care about your kid like okay (laughs) we might as well care about other kids too or other people or wanting to help people i don't know and these kids are going to grow up and eventually become members of the community and then they will be able to contribute and do things so yeah and you know and like even though Blazy's talking about like oh kids do stupid things like carly and that walker back to that kill dale <laughs> like yeah that's yeah. true <laughs> yeah you, know, you, you gotta you want you want to win in the apocalypse you gotta break a few eggs <laughs> They're, yeah, I mean, kids can be very dangerous. So yeah, yeah, but they learn just like I think that was else. the point. I think that was the point of the whole conversation about yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, you know, of course, of yeah. course. But I think I think this kind of also brings me to also the um, how there are, there's a whole bunch of kids now in this contingent in this convoy. Let's say yeah, yeah. And how does that really like? I mean, clearly most of these kids are very capable. They're like gun toting, capable, <laughs> stringing up walkers for blockades, mm-hmm. putting zombie heads into baskets. <laughs> overhead and trees so they got the stuff they got the carl stuff in them they got the yep. well maybe a little of that judas stuff what uh, judas um <laughs> but it's i don't even know if it's about that like i mean like this group clearly has the right ethos that to foster the children i guess in the apocalypse but i think they also give back in the way that okay they're useful but they're also kind of like a symbol about like about what tomorrow means you know what tomorrow brings or what they could bring to tomorrow it's mm-hmm. like a vice versa thing the adults can give the kids something to look forward to and the kids can ground the adults in what's important for them yeah. and their development which which translates to the adults development like what what they offer in life so 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just cascades the more you think about it. Like, you know, Charlie, sorry, Dwayne, Carl, Charlie, all these kids, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's something to think about. I don't know what your favorite part of the episode was tonight, but I have a feeling you and I had the same favorite part. You know, I think I know what you're thinking and you're thinking you do. the yeah, traveling you know. Wilburys. Uh, close, close. It was, yeah, it was around that scene, but it was the line, the line. Because I wrote it down. <laughs> I bet right? you did. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Because, well, I, don't I know laughed. It... I laughed my butt off. <laughs> I laughed really hard. Why don't you give the line? Uh, something. Uh, I, I'm not. I didn't write it down, so I'm not going to get it verbatim. Something along the lines of, "What makes you think I can't sing?" <laughs> 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 that was really cheeky. What's oh, I laughed so hard. I might have even missed a, a little bit after what he said. Yeah, I mean, I I was so caught up in the fact that I was like, my brain was spinning because the fact that they've both had albums, by the way. Oh, now, I did not know that. Forget about like Ruben Blades being this superstar oh. from, uh, uh, was it Puerto Rico? No, no, no. Um, is it Puerto Rico? No. Uh, no. Uh, no. I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure. I'm not going to take a guess because I. I really don't know. Oh, was it Panama? I want to say that, but I don't know. I know it's I one of the peas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was. He, no, he was the governor. Wasn't he the governor of Puerto Rico? Also, I think so. Ooh, that's more information than I know. <laughs> Some, somebody, somebody hit me up on that because I. I know I'm really Google. close. Um, but uh, but yeah, Karen David had Gal. Karen David too, as you know, and uh, she she kind of had like a few pop albums. Like her singing career started in two thousand three. <gasps> oh. And she her latest. Did, okay. No, I do. I sorry. No, I just. Re, I do remember her saying that in an interview. Now that you yeah. said that, you, I didn't remember it during the episode. <laughs> yeah, and her last released EP, I think, was 2013. I did the research a little bit on this, but it was the records. The 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 stuff that was coming up is really sparse too. Like I go to one article, last album is 2009 or eight. Then I go to another yeah. article, last collaboration is 2013. So I don't know. <laughs> I would have loved to been on set that day watching those two sing. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh man, I love that, I love that Daniel kind of also purposefully doesn't sing. I mean, on key, like just not quite. Yeah. It's just a little <laughs> off. It's fine with me though. There's a he kind of holds it and then it finally he finally reaches the note. Mm-hmm. And I love that that's the take that they took because it's just so real. Like it's mm-hmm. so genuine. And mm-hmm. it, it, like, what if it was perfect? It would it would be it would feed into this notion that most people have about fear already, which is like, oh, like everything's perfect. Nobody dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fantasy wonderland. Yeah, like that's kind of, of course they can think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And w- so the fact that it's not perfect for me is just—it's beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's a little odd aw- because you're hearing it. It's like, oh, it's a little awkward. Oh, he's not hitting <laughs> it. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> and he gets it. By the way, your husband said it's Panama. So there you go. Panama. Okay, Oof. there we go. Oof. Oof. Anyway, <laughs> why be wrong when you could be racist? <laughs> <laughs> It's just going to keep coming up, isn't it? Oh, very hot right now. Very hot. It's very hot in here. It really is hot in here. My favorite line actually was, and I, I saw this in the opening, I think it was the opening minutes that I saw this. I can't remember. But Daniel says a very interesting line. Hmm. Okay, let, let, me just, <laughs> let me just toss this your way because I wasn't sure if this was Blazy or if this is somebody else. But what do, you, what do you think or what, like, the idea of granule? Um, this, this is a thing. <sighs> Okay, if if whatever if whatever happened between her and Morgan didn't happen, I would be for it. Ooh. But Ooh. well, I'm just
just saying, considering what happened between her and Morgan, and now if she goes with Daniel, it's just going to seem a little too, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, she's just looking for a man, and I don't, I, I think Grace is more than that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Like, oh, this guy don't want me. What about this guy? Yeah, that's kind of how it would seem to me. He saved me from Wakas. I saved him. <laughs> We're good. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think Morgan's finally coming around to the, to the idea of, of him and Grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, wanted to, I wanted to shout this line out because Daniel says it and it kind of sets the pace for the episode for like mm -hmm. his interaction with Grace, but also like basically the idea of the whole episode and maybe the whole season. <laughs> and it's like this perfect line. You know, when, when you when you read this perfect line of dialogue, that's like, oh, that's the subject of a book. And mm -hmm. uh, for this episode, at least it's like Daniel says, being a realist is not a realistic option anymore, you know, but like mm -hmm. really we need to talk about that because a lot of the criticism this season has gotten is that none of the things that happen to these people is in <laughs> any way or these people do in this universe is in any way realistic. Yeah. And I agree with that. I agree with that. So what? Yeah. SFW. Yeah. SFW. So fucking <laughs> what? So what? It's like you said, it's it's fiction. It and is yes, fiction. There is a, and there should be an element where you're where you're trying to stay as much on the plausible deniability side as possible. So, what do you think is the most unrealistic thing we've seen so far? Beer bottle like, in the sky. Okay, all right. I, that's okay. That's kind of where my mind went too. <laughs> there are parts of this that I find unrealistic as well, but getting it up in the air, I don't think is is that unrealistic. I don't know much about hot air balloons, but if someone knew how to knew what they were doing, what why couldn't they get it in the air? What I find unrealistic is that they got this thing in the air and then found the people on the other side of the mountains they were looking for. <laughs> like what? Yeah, like what? But how getting small it in the is, air. Yeah, how small is this area that they could find them? Well, it's, so it's, they could it's find interesting. Them. Yeah. But getting it in the air to me wasn't that unrealistic. If yeah. someone knows what they're doing, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be able to do it. We had a, an interesting thread. I forget if it was on Instagram or on on Twitter. And actually, I think it was Twitter. But like, there is a hot air balloon culture in and around Austin or like that area of Texas. Okay. So that was a very good cover for like for like their actions. Like so it wouldn't be likely to find an, a hot air balloon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So why not, right? So not that unrealistic. <laughs> not not complete no, no and none of this is completely unrealistic. If no, somebody it's started fetched. Yeah, if somebody started having <laughs> mystical powers and flying and shit. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Oh, let, you know what? You want to go there? Let's go there. <laughs> Rick seeing Lori's apparition. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Tell yeah. me again how, how Fear the Walking Dead is <laughs> any less or more. But you know what, though? I get it. Here's the thing. I want to backtrack. I get it. I understand it. But I like it because it's like that. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what I mean? Yep. It's part like, of the appeal. Yeah. Part of the appeal is that occasionally... I mean, it's not within it's the, it doesn't go outside the narrative narrative of what John Dory says in the first episode. And that is, you know, I we've been really lucky and I'm just sad that we can't share this luck with other people like because mm -hmm. they've been unsuccessful in contacting people. But you know what? Like, here we are. Like, here we are. And it's starting to work. And they've been very lucky and they're not getting killed. And But that's not the point. Like, obviously, the point is this world is dangerous. But now that we've kind of mastered it, and yes, we can go at any time. But let's say that we've mastered it. Now what? The, this whole this whole season is about now what? Mm -hmm. you know and then displaying mastery along the way and yeah some of the things are going to be crazy but like this is how far they're willing to go to be like like raga masters like like uh indian musicians the the, <laughs> the whole raga thing is about doing this long long piece and doing a thousand hours of music and being the master of something mm -hmm. so that's that's how i look at these people from fear in some respects they're like more masters than some people a lot of people on the walking dead who are dead now <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> like, so, um, I mean, I'm being bold. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to hurt your feelings into Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. Um, so there you go. Oh, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, that's what I felt about his quote. I mean, I, I just thought that was a good way of summarizing the season, but also like the, the interplay between he and Grace throughout this episode, you know, being yeah. a realist, being an optimist, like being a realist is not realistic anymore. That is really telling, like really sets the, the tone of their conversations after that. Yeah. I want to take it back to the beginning of the episode when Grace is listening to Don Quixote, that audiobook on the, <laughs> with the, the Man of the Mancha. I think it who was. Who was that? Who, who, who was on that? Oh, it was um, the story of Don Quixote. Who was reading it, though? Whose voice was that? Oh, I don't know. But like, was your first thought also like Kari Payton, sort of? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I looked at my husband. I said, does that sound like Kari? <laughs> it could be, He's too. like, it kind of does. Maybe we're, we're definitely going to find out afterwards, too. He does I'm voiceover. Sure. He does voiceover work all the time. My, my son watches uh, Teen, uh, Titans? Teen Titans. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Cyborg. I can't watch it the same anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> I know that's the king. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it did sound a lot like him. And I know he can like kind of change his voice a little bit too. So, it, I mean, it could have been him. Yeah, the, the, he can go from slightly gravelly to like not at all. And mm-hmm. he can play, like young people voices too. Mm-hmm. Imagine he had digital assistance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I do want to just, I, I want to lightly brush over this one because like Grace is listening to this book. And this, if you don't know the story of Don Quixote, he's like, this is a man who read a lot of uh, stories about knights and fair maids and chivalry and 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 you know working for the for the lord and and trying to keep the serfs in order or whatever but the idea of like a chivalrous you know duty bound kind of thing that you have to be and this is like you know many years later and this man eventually don quixote he goes crazy um and he he has these like visions of of ogres and win, you know the, the, taking the place of windmills and all that stuff and he has his assist his farmhand uh, poncho and he takes him along on these journeys and poncho is like giving these one-liners kind of sticking it to don quixote he's like what are you dragging me around your adventures for but it's the story of a nobleman or literally a nobleman who prefers to see the world the way not as it is but as it could be and that's okay. literally the story of mm-hmm. fear like mm-hmm. you're talking about people who you know this may be the world as it is but we can where we want to see things the way it could be mm-hmm. so or like bring about the world the way it could be could be like we can be kind to each other we can help each other we can do one small thing kind thing to somebody yeah. and, and just make the world better <laughs> if, like, I, th- I think i brought this idea up the idea of tikkun olam which is like to fix to heal the universe oh yeah you yeah. just do a little one little thing and it just adds to the universe I love those little nuggets that they put in there, you know, something so like, you know, it's yeah, directly parallel to the storyline that we're seeing right now. Yeah. I love that. They, like, that's, that's attention to detail that I really, that I love. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, when we get to traveling Wilburys, I'm going to recite the lines and I'll be like, Oh <laughs> yeah, that's fear the walking dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I needed to bring that I was up. Still laughing. <laughs> this is like right at the second, the top, like what is she doing when she's listening to this audiobook? She's like taking, you know, the whole idea. What of, is she doing? She was with those solo panels yeah those are solar panels okay. all right stuffing in the back of the truck you know <laughs> so it's the idea of like stuffing these solar panels into this truck with all this stuff mm-hmm. and all this stuff represents the way the world could be like what mm-hmm. are we packing in this truck what we want to see in the world like yeah like they don't they're not ready for it it's not ready for them yet but she says it's like you know for when we find a place so she's thinking mm-hmm. in terms of like you know we'll get there she's like she's like creating you know what is it called a uh, building a nest right like like when you you when you and your husband got together you had ideas of what kind of furniture you'd get like as you when you move together right <laughs> like throughout I, I your get, shitty furniture i get what you're seeing yeah 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> Hun, no, you, we just had to go with what was available. But I, but I, but I, I acknowledge the, time, the point. Yeah. At the time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because after a while, you kind of want to build a nest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're still working on that. <laughs> it's always a work in progress. Yeah. Believe you me. Take it from a man who had five chairs in his, in his one bedroom apartment with a railroad <laughs> office. Oh my goodness. Who needs five chairs? Five chairs. <laughs> Was like, that it? Was that all you had? Five chairs? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. No, no. These are the. This, that doesn't include the dining room chairs, like this oh, IKEA dining gosh. room. Oh my gosh! So you have this one, the one near the TV, which you leave. Okay, that's the one you leave. But then you have two in the office, and then one in the bedroom. And it's like, what are you? You're not living in a like fifteen hundred <laughs> square foot home at the very least. What do you, you don't need? need to, all... It's it's not a far enough trip from room to room that you need a rest. <laughs> what, what do you need? All these loungers? No, no. Just for when I put on my shoes, you know, like in the bedroom. <laughs> I, that is a good point honestly when you said a chair in the bedroom the first thing that, that was my first thought was that would be nice to yeah, put your shoes on exactly but then when you start having two in the office and there's no room for them really okay <laughs> it's yeah. just you don't have the space that's an issue yeah we're talking about like loungers you know some of them are recliners oh, okay. some of those are loungers yeah oh yeah, yeah big one, ones okay well, one had an ottoman that was one for the bedroom that was a big bedroom <laughs> so that's fine but then like the extra one that was in the living room it's like okay dude that is in the way it's in the way of the dining room the set <laughs> Which you can. It's a small IKEA table, but anyway, <laughs> Mia culpa. Uh, Nisa's like, what the fuck, Dave? And I agree with you. <laughs> what are we talking about? Anyway, we're building a nest. We're looking towards yeah. the future. Anyway, yep. <laughs> it's it's a coupling yep. thing, Nisa. Come on, man. We're crazy. <laughs> we're crazy. You're not new here. You know this. <laughs> yeah, you know what's up. Yeah. Um. So, uh, okay. W- what's interesting is that you get to you get to see Morgan and Althea also discover because they don't have radio contact. They're really far out, and you get to sort of they discover like what the group what's what's happening with the group through inference right Mm -hmm. so what's the first things first was i'm trying to figure out what the first nugget was and i think it was when he sees the tanks the tankers come in into this paradise ridge area oh yeah 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 and then you realize oh we lost tank town yeah right because it was i think it was more than one tanker right um i think it was just the one he said that's our tanker and elsa's not anymore i think it was one of them because i I do remember that Ginny actually gives them a a full tanker of gas yeah i think they took they took one and then luciana stayed but everybody else took a tanker back with them too so that's where the other one went. it could be more than one fine I know you love Morgan and I, I yeah, get it, but really, really, I'm going to talk to them. <sighs> that was interesting. That was interesting. It was an interesting choice. When has that ever worked? He's ever. been doing it this season though. He's crazy. <laughs> He's crazy. Oh my gosh. He just was not thinking. Well, in all fairness to him though, he doesn't know these people, both of these people do not know who these okay. people are. True, true. At true. all. So that's one thing. He doesn't know, he should know enough based on Tom's interaction, his interaction with Tom, the guy that basically told him where the place was. It was his yeah. place. He was the HOA president. And they have one of our tankers. Like, obviously, we're not just going to hand that over. Right. Something bad happened. And Morgan, of all people, because Morgan was like, that, that gas is ours, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. But, um, yeah, that was interesting. It was an interesting choice. But Morgan, I mean, think about the way Morgan stepped up to Logan also. Like, so yeah. it's not outside the realm of his character kind of be like, listen, what no. do you want? You know? Uh, but then again, he did sneak into the place at the dead of night. So. Right. At that point, I don't think talking's going to do it. Like, hey, hey, we're over here hiding, but don't kill us. We just want to talk. Don't shoot. Uh, don't shoot. Yeah, don't. Sh- <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that was going to go over well. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, But then, yeah. I think 
think all of that was to illustrate that Alicia knows or supposedly knows more about this group than he does, which if she's right, right? So she's thinking these are the same people that Isabel's part of, but something oh, is yeah. off. Yeah. And I think it was mostly to illustrate that though. You know what I mean? Like to illustrate that these pe- these people could be Isabel's people. And if they are, they're determined to keep this on lock. Yeah. You know, they don't need anybody here and everybody's going to die if they know or whatever. Yeah. And Al kinda had was forced to tell more than what happened too. Like at the very end of the episode, it's the mm. only time she does. <laughs> she gives him a little taste at that moment, but really nothing. It's really right. not at all. It's like, oh, I knew people that are determined to, you know, and it's nothing. <laughs> it's a nothing burger. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's the contrast, those two ideas. But like, yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> what do you think? Why didn't Al just spit it out? Like, why did she, I mean, I get the secrecy, I guess. Just, I mean, just she's still said, holding on to the promise. Maybe. I mean, but, I mean, I guess she revealed a little bit to June, right? Yeah, a little bit. In kind of the same fashion as she did with Morgan. Mm-hmm. I mean, she turned off the camera anytime the subject came up. Like, if you notice, she kind of went boop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought I saw her do that. And then she turned it back on. So how about the card? <laughs> Click. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I don't know. The only thing I can think is that she she's just holding on to the promise she made to Isabel, which I hope she realizes at some point that keeping that secret could be really dangerous for everybody and just spills the beans because, I mean, Come it almost on. felt What's like she hurt? did. Like, yeah. I mean, I, it is going back to the line I said earlier, but like when when you felt when you saw her kind of like, OK, hold on, girl, don't tell them about helicopters and shit. You're going to yeah. you're going to tip your hand. Yeah. And, but she you see her face and she's just so like crushed, like mm-hmm. like she, she's like throwing out her last card to, to kind of try to figure out if these are the same people. But because she knows these aren't the people and she's so heartbroken. <laughs> it's really rough to watch. Yeah. And I, I love every moment of it. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, are we? I don't. Are we? Uh, are we supposed to think that Al's like in love with Isabel after spending one full day with her? Is that? <laughs> well, this is a good springboard for when we talk about Daniel and Grace in the bar. Like, I know we talked about the singing part. We didn't really mm-hmm. get into it, but um, it's the idea of like, like Daniel finally alludes to the fact that you know I was a realist. You know, there was a part of me that wanted to have a relationship with my daughter. But um, what was the what was the exact words? Um, he said well, something to the effect exactly of. It, it doesn't things don't actually turn out the way you think that's what yeah. he says kind of the effect of yeah mm-hmm. and but you know here's charlie and i have this second chance and i want to do i want to show her all these things she loves the same music as me i want to kind of broaden her horizons yeah. and you know it's this second chance and it wasn't what i was expecting and etc etc um but uh but then like you get to grace's end of this conversation and it's like yeah i don't know and <laughs> she's like daniel's like what is it what did you think uh you know, because he says basically, you know, if if something happens to me, I want you to take care of Charlie. You know, and she goes, ah, if something happens to me, I'm gonna have to find somebody to take care of her too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, what's really going on? It's kind of the same way Al's kind of grilling Morgan's. Like, this is you're not. It's not about the boxes, you idiot. What is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but like nicer. <laughs> <laughs> But Daniel's kind of like, what? what is going on? You are flipping back and forth between a future and then not being in it, you know? And mm-hmm. I, you know, I know, like, it's like, girl, I know it's Morgan. <laughs> Just spit it out already. Spit it out, yeah. you bitch. Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So basically he's like, you know, I tried to help Morgan and it didn't take, you know, and I don't know what I was expecting. And then like, he goes, bitch. <laughs> 
<laughs> was bitch. And I love the way he put it too. Oh, he was smiling. Smile, smile until his face <laughs> face ran out of cheek. Red I love face that. Because it was yeah. so literally true. It was uh-huh. so true. And I, I love that. And and you see that smile at the end at some point. Like I think when he's radioing Grace or something like that. Like Yeah. Yeah. She says, had, I can't wait to see that smile again. Well, and he cracks it. Yeah. And then he does that little I, did he do that little <laughs> goofy laugh that I love so much? I think there was a little one. <laughs> a, just a little one. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but he knew what was happening on the other end. So it was just, it was just a little one. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was a little <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I love it. There's something about that smile, man. But um yeah, but Blazey's talking about like, okay, I, I should say this, but like she thinks Daniel's gonna die. Grace is too obvious, and the way he talked about Charlie in the scene of his records getting trashed just gives me that vibe. Aww, that's very true. It's a very deathy vibe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the the yeah, like the symbolism of the vinyl. But oh, that mm-hmm. reminds me, you guys, did you figure out what the the opening scene, the intro scene, the uh theme, the opening theme of the the, the episode, like the the title, yeah, the, the opening title, title, yeah, title yeah, scene, yeah. right? Did you figure out I, what was going on there? No. No, well, what I thought it was was um, it looked like just discarded items. I thought they were going to get back to the car to the to the caravan or whatever. What do they call it? the convoy? Right. And it would be they would be gone. That to me it looked like an abandoned area. But now I realize it was the records. Yeah, it was the vinyl. I I had to yeah. literally put it in full screen <laughs> on my computer, and yeah. then, I, then I could see it. Like it's just it was so vague. But going back to that, like the idea of bringing the records, like for Charlie, yeah. and then uh, bummer. I I I'm not convinced that Daniel's going to die. I'm not I convinced. hope not, but AMC does like to, you know, do the misdirect where we think it's one and then all of a sudden, boom, it's the unexpected. So I, I hope it's not Daniel. I really enjoy his character. It might be. I mean, look, it makes sense yeah. on a narrative level because like he's it not, in, he's not in any of the promos. Neither is Dwight, just to be fair. Ooh, ooh. Right. So, I mean, if you want to go that way, I guess yeah. it makes sense. But that doesn't mean, I, that really shouldn't mean anything. You know what I mean? No, it could, it couldn't. But that's, I mean, that's why AMC's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we think we have everything figured out, and then they're like, "Ha ha ha ha!" Well, Dan- Dan- <laughs> Daniel to me is kind of like the Morgan. Is like he'll be alive in spite of himself, like in oh. spite of every torture porn that happens to him, he will live. Yeah, that's, I can that's, see that. Like I can see like, and I this is gonna sound really bad. As much as again, I, this is the third or fourth time I've said Morgan is my favorite character. <laughs> um, I can see an entire contingent being very very happy with Morgan's death. And Ooh. on a whole other note, uh, taking that aside, I mean, in some respects, it makes kind of sense that he would sacrifice himself for the group, especially if Grace dies. Yeah. If but he the, does go, I think it's definitely going to be a self-sacrifice situation. Right, right. You know? I, I, I hope not. I, I would not be glad to see Morgan go. I mean, Me he's neither. not my favorite character, but I, I like him. I, I wouldn't, I would not be happy to see him go. It's good not to like see. like I was with Madison. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Madison was just getting to the point where she like was getting over some of her like I'm gonna manipulate people so that you know so that I can steer them away from my kids and like she was really just starting to get like and she says it as her final words the place we didn't need it you're like it's not about the place it's about you it's about you growing about where you are Um, 
But all that aside, it kind of brings me back to why I brought up Daniel in that instance mm-hmm. when it came to Daniel and Grace, uh, their conversations, because and, and springboarding off of Althea's heartbreak. And mm-hmm. it's that it goes actually goes back to June and John, because when June and John were out in the world in season four, there was something about knowing that there's somebody out there that is in love with you. And June has said this in some occasions, there's something about it that keeps you going. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you mm-hmm. bring that back to, to Althea and knowing that there's something else to live for now. There's some other person living now as much as heartbreaking it is, is this to have a specific scenario where you can't talk about it and you can <laughs> never be with her again. Yeah. There's this tempting like thing about like, I mean, is it possible? What if? Could yeah. I get there? Could I be involved? Can I, is this possible for me? But man, it's like the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. And so, and then you bring it back to Grace and Morgan. And when Daniel says, um, sm- smiling until there was no cheek left or whatever, <laughs> until, yeah. until there was no cheek, uh, he was, until he was out of cheek, um, it, Grace just perks up to the point where she's like, well, hello. And then she sees the guitar and she wants to sing and she wants to like <laughs> per- perk up, Daniel. It's not all that bad. <laughs> So you don't have vinyl. Here's a guitar. We can play Traveling Wilburys. And it's kind of like the idea that love is requited for her is like, oh, I didn't fuck up. You know, I didn't, I like, I, the guy just needs time. And, you know, as long as I know that he loves me, that's powerful. That's really powerful. I think especially in that world. Yeah. The series has gone out of its way in many occasions in the last, uh, at least two years, obviously the past two seasons to tell people like, eh, like, do you remember how we had that? Like right after the kid killing thing, it's all always (laughs) before the kid killing thing about people having sex in the apocalypse. Uh, yeah. So So I think that was before. Yeah. Yeah. It may not be all about that, but there is (laughs) something to this whole idea of love. And, And again, like children and like these anchors that keep us, wanting to do and have more and it's cool it's cool to see like how that affects people trying to survive and do more than just survive so i don't know yeah, yeah. but it's again parallels and links and things we've seen before and how an idea keeps people going you know yeah so yeah oh meg the geek meg the geek <laughs> alert hey meg madison is alive wait hold on I have <laughs> alert madison is live i'll fight on that <laughs> She's like, at me, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) David Erickson, come on, replace these jokes. (laughs) These jokes of showrunners. Come on, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't care. Anyway, I'll fight you people. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it, says Meg the Geek. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um but anyways yeah so i don't know if there's too much left of this episode but i mean i'll throw one thing out here is that do you think the strawberry jam and the strawberry and the apricot jam was like a test i don't know what that was all about at yeah. first i thought there was like gonna be something in it right but then she started eating out of it and i'm like what what in god's I, name i also i also think that jenny sees them as uh essential right. you know she Clearly. she needs to win them over and so they're not just going to kill them like they would anybody else. Right. So, but I, mm, I don't know yeah, how I'm, she's going to convince them. Yeah, I don't know either. And I and clearly she's it's just going to try to get their capabilities yeah. one way or the other. Well, that might have been the, the jam too. Like, hey, look, look what we have. <laughs> There's also kind of like an element. I know something you don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I know how this shit went down. <laughs> but like, I guess it's her awkward way of saying, uh, hey, relax, guys. You're not in any trouble. You know, here's some yeah. apricot jam. <laughs> Here's a pickle, Eugene. Mm-hmm. Um, why is Why is Morgan always so surprised when people know his name? They've, they've dropped how many tapes? 
<laughs> I keep forgetting I recorded those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you know my name? Uh, your tape? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Blazy says, Jesus, Virginia, there's still spoons in the apocalypse. <laughs> right? Ew. That, that was pretty gross. <laughs> okay. I'm going to admit to you guys. Not going to lie. I'm going to admit to you guys something. I, I will do that every now and again to the peanut butter jar. I will. I will. And I don't regret it. I don't regret it because it's just me and yeah. my wife and I will make her sick all day. <laughs> I mean. I'm a terrible husband. I, I've definitely grabbed a spoonful of frosting, but it was a spoon, not my finger. <laughs> <laughs> I will. This is how this is how methodical I am because I will use the one finger, right? And <laughs> hold on, like I wash my hands, obviously, right? <laughs> I'll use the one finger, but if I need to go for a double dip, I'll use another finger. The, a different one. Okay, all right, all right. Well, at least there's that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then if I run out of hands, I'll just use the other hand. Use the other. Oh my gosh! Instead and, of getting a spoon, right? <laughs> And then there's no peanut butter left. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because then we're the jar. Because then we're just winning the pooing it right. Because <laughs> then all fingers are in and it's just the oh my palms gosh. of peanut butter and honey. And for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, there's honey. Honey got know. in there somehow. Ah, oh, thank you, Blazy. That was a good segue. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Okay, okay. We have to talk about something really important because I am not sure that that Morgan Althea's fight with that walker is over. That that pool walker gave me major Carl, Carl vibes because it looked like it had mitts oh. in her a couple times. Oh, I there was there was a part where there I was like a few. there there was one specific part though where I saw blood floating in the water between the two of them. So he's coming at her and she's here and there was blood floating right in this right. general area. So like and 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 its face was like over here. Like there, I, she might have a she might have got bit. Yeah, I mean, well, keep in mind that the what. And this is how they'll like explain it away when it doesn't happen. But like he, <laughs> the, the, the walker, A is a fresh walker. B fell from a two story window, which True. doesn't wouldn't kill a normal person, I don't think. But I think it kind yeah. of fell on the head. So, yes, it's really frustrating. So it could have just been like blood that was on the walker that was floating around in the water. I, yeah, I kind of I, I thought that, too. But you see I, what I mean, yeah, right? it could. Yes, it could go either way. But I definitely was scared there for a minute because first there was no blood anywhere. And then all of a sudden I saw like a little cloud and then she stabbed him. There was a or Morgan stabbed him. There was a bigger cloud. I'm like, oh, Ooh, exactly. <laughs> It could could be couldn't be situation. Yeah, will they won't they kill Alof? Uh-huh. And, which actually is the exact reverse of my swan song theory. Like if they kill Alof. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh poor Isabella. See, it would still fit with mine though. I'm telling you, Alicia. Alicia's gonna she's gonna go the distance. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it's it is. See, the, that's the thing. Like the, the reason why I brought up that Daniel line is it it doesn't go the way you think it will, or like the way you assumed it would, or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like that needs to be told to anybody who watches a zombie apocalypse um, tale, like from the movies, like you know uh, George Romero's movies to like to to The Walking Dead. It's like you you think all these people are are here to stay, and it's kind of like <laughs> I am sorry to tell you they may be your favorite, but they may go. And I'm sorry, I'll say it. No one. Carol could die. Next no one season. is safe. No yeah, one. Is nobody safe. is safe. Nobody. Well, is Carol's safe. not gonna. Carol's not gonna die. Her and Norman Reedus both signed three-year contracts. So. Yeah, but she could be a Lori <laughs> ghost. <laughs> Uh, but she'll but she'll still be on the show so i'm fine with that that's a good point like just like how gavin was like morgan's ghost for a little while yep yep. (laughs) you know what it is anyway yeah Uh, um, oh my gosh no and and you're right and those two did sign three-year contracts um 
I thought Maggie signed one too, or rather I should say Lauren Cohan, but I can't remember. Mm -hmm. There was a third person in that round too, and I can't remember who it was. Mm -hmm. I do know that Alden had a similar contract, but oh, okay. he wasn't the th one of the three people I thought of. Okay. Mm. Still though, I like, I like Alden. Yeah. Yeah. I was panicking for him too because of the pikes. And With the it, pikes, yeah. It wasn't revealed. No, it was only revealed. I think it was a couple of, no, no, no. It wasn't revealed. I had forgotten about his contract extension back in November when we went to Walker mm. Stalker last year or November, October. And like, I forgot about those contract negotiations because it literally was a big thing for him because as he was brought on as this thing and we were like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And it's like, oh shit, they believe in him that much. That they signed like at least a year contract with him, which means he's going to be part of season 10. So mm -hmm. anyway, um, yeah. Like, and yeah, you know what, Blazy? John and June might go too. That's uh, just- yeah. It's the way things go. <sighs> that's why. That's another reason I don't like when people get in relationships on on either of these shows because as soon as you are in love and happy, one of you dies. That's yeah. just those are the rules. Yeah. John and June seem to be the first ones, you know, to be the exception to that so far. Right. But right. but and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing no. wrong with either or or. It's like you want. I, I don't begrudge anybody who want people to stay. But like then it turns into this really ugly thing and it kind of goes back to our Twitter thing and our Instagram thing where we see this kind of behavior like like down to like the showrunners like oh Alicia's supposed to be the show the, the leader and blah blah well obviously they don't think that I think they're then this is me just explaining it like obviously when we when we started watching the the Walking Dead it was from the perspective of Rick Grimes right we saw mm -hmm. him as the, the lead protagonist and then somewhere along season three season four we start seeing a de-emphasis of Rick Grimes being the main protagonist we start seeing them shift to a little bit of glenn a little bit of a lot of bit of michonne mm -hmm. okay as as the first person to see along with carl that there could be a future um yeah. which kind of and i was trying to say that to those people <laughs> and it's just like dude i i'm all for that and so yeah. when you look at fear the walking dead and yes i mean obviously we saw we started seeing fear the walking dead from the perspective of of the clark family and you know travis dies and then obviously nick dies and then you know madison dies and there's Alicia, she's the last one. Well, I mean, can you build a show around a single protagonist anymore that in, in a world where we're trying to de-emphasize main, main protagonists? No. You know, from Rick Grimes to Alicia. Like we knew about Rick Grimes leaving the show or not, not us, the showrunners knew back at the beginning of season eight. Mm -hmm. They knew before that year even, they're like that he was angling towards leaving the show. Right. So, you know, beginning of season eight starts, not starts filming, starts airing and they, they finally kind of reached an agreement of a how we're going to finish the story without him how we're going to let him go um because we want to give andy what he wants you know like we want to give him a break or whatever it's going to be um and they kind of hammer out a couple of things and then you know and then and they get this is like well after filming and so they film a couple of seasons uh, of scenes in May of last year or for or some the year before about season nine. And, and then, you know, they, they make their exit. But then you have to realize all this time you had Fear the Walking Dead filming during the course of T TWD season, not oh, TWD season eight, like the end of it, I think it was, or like the mid to end of it. Like they were finishing the back half. Um, so they're already trying. And this is like about the time where um, Scott Gimple was, is recusing himself um, as the showrunner. You know, he's angling towards being just the content manager or whatever it's going to be. So bottom line is that like, it's no wonder why they're de-emphasizing Rick Grimes as the lead. It's no wonder why they're also de-emphasizing the, the cast, the Clarks. Because Nick, yeah. uh, Frank Delane wanted to leave the show and that kind of left the door wide open to do that as well. So as much as I don't like it either, <laughs> I don't. I, I actually love
love the Clark family. I like that they weren't superpowered people with ninja swords and, and <laughs> sheriff outfits and, and whatever Abraham was and Eugene, yeah. you know, like all these <laughs> caricatures of people. I like that they were real. But like clearly as we move through the, the apocalypse, the the impossible is possible, right? That's the line sure. in the beginning of the season. Sure. Of, of this season. So it's kind of like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, as long as it's beautiful, it's ironic, it's, it has content, I'm on board. I'm on board. Like, as long as the story is telling more than it's telling, you know, like, as long as there's things I could pick apart, as long as there's things that I can jive with and it's human, it's still kind of like the way, the why we like the Clarks. It's like this raw, human, realistic kind of thing, even yeah. surrounded by situations <laughs> that seem impossible. You know, like, sure. there's still human connection there. Mm-hmm. Rant so, over. For- <laughs> Well, Sorry. for me, for me, when I'm watching a show, for me, the the main character. Okay, so you have like your main character, right? So, for example, right. Rick Grimes. But also for me, I consider the main cast like any pretty much anybody we see in the first season. To me, that's like your main your main cast. Right. Um. And so, as far as your main main, and then your like second main. I don't know. This is it makes more sense in my head. Um. Like as long as all of who I consider main characters don't get killed off, um, I'm I'm fine with that. But like. I just I <laughs> well here's here's my reasoning. You know what I'm thinking, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So, but here's here's my re- so okay. I It's the same with uh, both shows though. <laughs> it is. It is kind of a thing, but but I'm holding on to like, you know, we got Carol and Daryl, they're they're our OGs and and you know, I loosely, very loosely lump Michonne in with there too, because she's been around a really long time, even though it wasn't season one. But it's enough. It's, it's been it's enough, I I think. Yeah. Um but like, yeah, it, to me, who 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 have we got from season one? Alicia, Strand and Daniel, were they all in season one or did Strand and Daniel come in season two? Alicia season one, Strand and uh, Daniel season in season one, two. Daniel okay. season one. Okay, so so for me, those all three are main characters. Um um, as of right now, Alicia's our main main because, you know, it started with her and her family and she's the only one left of the family. But yeah, her and, Strand are the, her and Strand are the only ones that didn't leave yeah. the show for a little while and came back. Right. And I just, I feel like if you, if you kill off the, the main group we started with on any show, this, this is across the board. If you kill off every single character we started the show with, I feel like it loses, it loses its luster. It's not, it's not even the same show anymore. Now it's somebody else's show. I feel I'll, like if you're gonna take out the the main, just end the show. Wrap wrap it up for everybody. Well, how about this as a consequence? <laughs> and this will be very symbolic. Um, imagine for a second, Daryl dies, Carol dies, Michonne dies, and just just play with me on this one. Uh-huh. Maggie dies. But what if Judith survives? There's still kind of an element of there I will, is, there I would is allow a transition. That. <laughs> There's a, like a like a, a handing of the torch, right? Yeah. To like I a would allow that because right? she technically was in the first season. Yes. It's not about family. It's not about characters, people. It's about what you leave <laughs> behind. It's about what you leave behind. It, yeah. That's what matters. Like if there is some sort in of... Life. Ha- right. <laughs> if there is some sort of significant handing off of the torch, like handing off of the torch in a series, then that's what matters. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be family. It doesn't have to be blood. It, even though like in our situation, Situation, it was Judith. You know, she wasn't there from the beginning, yeah. but sure she was. Not in somebody's belly. Sure. Not that yet. Counts. Not yet. That not counts. Yet. <laughs> it was being made. Well, no, I mean, if she was Shane's, then yeah, it was already there. Was it already there? I keep we keep going well, back I mean, and forth once, this every now and then. Once, once Rick showed back up, Lori didn't hook back up with Shane, right? True. True. So if true. if Judith is Shane's daughter, was that the first Lori episode? Lori would have already had to been pregnant. Yeah, I guess it was the first episode. And I remember what you said, like, oh, she was an embryo, so technically she was on the show. And <laughs> like, no, yes. maybe I don't know. But she was ref- she was referred 
referred to. I mean, there was reference to right. the baby. Well, the no, I guess that technically wasn't season two. No, I mean, well, yeah. There was no mention of a baby until afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Correct, yeah. But still, in my mind, Judith is is an original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. She, she, The idea of Judith was conceived sure, <laughs> sure. in the first season. <laughs> Um, you know, and she wasn't the com. Well, yeah. technically, she was only yeah. in the comic for a little while. <laughs> yeah, she barely was in the comic. But you know, that was my biggest problem with Game of Thrones. I mean, all everybody ever told me was like, "Oh, they kill everybody." I'm like, "Yeah, that's not something I wanna. That doesn't sound like I would enjoy that." It sound, doesn't sound like a ride I want to be on. <laughs> no, 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 not it's, at all. It's like I like you... when we have our hero, and the and the and the the one main makes it. You know, a good example is another example is like um, Sons of Anarchy. Okay, Jack. You know, Jax was the main, and there were so many times you thought he was gonna die or leave or whatever but you know we end the show with him so and that i think that's that's how i like my shows to wrap up <laughs> yeah I, I i'm i'm okay with like and again like i'll go back and forth on this but like i'm okay with it with other people ending the show as long as there's some sort of symbolic symbolic or even like tangible handing off of the torch in some fashion narratively like okay like clearly like, something very clear clear significant an idea yeah. even if it's just an idea of like here this is going to you this whatever this responsibility is whatever this the alexandria here's alexandria mm-hmm. you keep this place alive in your heart and you reference us in future episodes <laughs> yeah yeah like you reference sasha <laughs> in another episode which by the way uh congrats to to Sonique martin green for winning that uh saturn award for best female Ooh. lead yeah for Ooh. in star trek discovery which is an okay. amazing show. <laughs> I don't care if you don't like Star Trek. It's not your father's Star Trek. Really, it's not your grandfather's Star Trek. This is like insane. It's the way you felt about the Star Trek movies with um, the J.J. The Abrams Star Trek movies. Okay, think about that, but then take it one level better. Like, oh, it's ooh. even better than that. And the story is so airtight. It is so, <laughs> the arcs are so great to watch. It's intense. I can't watch more than one episode in one night. <laughs> I mean, and she, her acting is so on point. It gets better and better with every episode. And it's torture porn too, because it's tough to watch. I might from have a Star to watch Trek. it. Yeah. From a Star Trek series, it's like, it's really heavy. It's really, really heavy. So yeah. anyway, I know we're talking about that, but um, <laughs> there was, okay. So I did want to bring this one thing up that's actually tangible instead of ethereal. Um, the map with all the keys that Althea films. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of the only legible names oh. that's on that map is Super Lanes. And this is what I'm referencing in the beginning of the, the episode. The one place that we haven't seen walkers, I think, unless Did we're talking about Super Lanes. Super Lanes. Oh, okay. All right. So we're going to see walkers in a bowling alley eventually. Yeah. I think uh, bowling balls would make a pretty good weapon. Indeed. <laughs> or like rolling a walker head down, down, down the lane. <laughs> you might get a bit of a wobble. <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, I meant the ball. That's funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and the pins are all walkers, and they just fall down. Mm. Right. They're all like legs and arms. <laughs> <laughs> just like. Yeah. What if they're all heads? What if the pins are heads too? Like, oh yeah. Cares? There you go. That would work. Uh, what if they're all baby heads? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Oh, geez. Couldn't help yourself. Just give the internet more fuel. (laughs) Yes, they're baby arms and limbs. What are you going to do about it? I made it up in my head. (laughs) I don't mean it in real life, you fucking idiots. You fucking idiots, and I'll say it directly to you. God, you're so stupid. You're so stupid. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) 
So <laughs> I just needed a little rage. I just needed a little like need to get out of myself. It made me feel terrible inside. Did you know that? <gasps> because they've drug you down to their level. That's it's what so I'm bad. Saying. And they just beat me don't with baby engage. arms and legs. Yep. Just don't don't engage. Don't give them what they want. That's aye, what they aye. want. It's they still want going a fight. On. <laughs> they want a fight. If everybody just ignored every negative comment, they they would eventually get bored, right? They want to be heard. They want to be seen. So let's not give them what they want. No, nah, we're not gonna give them what they want. Uh, Blazy saying one one's gonna get stuck in the ball return. <laughs> that could be a problem. Oh nuts. <laughs> and it's like still alive. Oh, <laughs> you know. oh, uh, oh careful, don't grab <laughs> <laughs> Oh whoa, that's not a ball. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> if they if they grab a walker by the nose, the nostrils, and like try to that <laughs> I think I I'm not sure if that would be it for me. Like, do you know how like, oh, oh fears like gosh. jump to jump the shark. Like, if they did that, they would jump the shark, and I would yeah. respect them even more for it. They would be entering Z Nation territory with that, with that kind of yeah. Uh, that was just a hokey. Oh my god, show. I wouldn't mind if it was a Z Nation done right, <laughs> right? Like, if it was no, it was Z, no. Z Nation done right, like no, a, a Z Nation that knew what it was, because <laughs> no, that was my problem with Z Nation. <laughs> Z Nation was like, are we serious or are we ridiculous? are we serious they're ridiculous <laughs> no but they tried to yeah. be serious that was oh, okay. problem from the beginning i thought even the serious parts were pretty funny oh uh, yeah no that's yeah. the problem it should wasn't yeah. sp- you could tell that that's not what it's supposed to be, to be. <laughs> but it was the whole thing was, was just hysterical. a giant joke yeah I mean, as long as you took it that way you were fine <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and then later, late in the later, what, were there five, se- five or six seasons of Z-, Z Nation? I'm not sure, but like the last two seasons, there were a ton, a ton of jabs at The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it was hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm just trying to see. I'm like, all right, now they're just doing it on purpose. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, they did it from the beginning. There was a line about puppies and kittens, Mm -hmm. and it ran throughout the series. But that line was originally from The Walking Dead. Puppies and kittens. Yeah, first first season. Oh yeah. I would Google it. You will find who said it and exactly when. In fact, I I don't know. It sounds like a very Glenn thing to say. Could be, could be, could be. But I'm telling (laughs) you right now that that line originally came from The Walking Dead. So I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Z, Z Nation they had did that a lot. Yeah, Z Nation had had um its way paved by The Walking Dead for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's not a slight. That's kind of like an homage, you know. That's fine with me. Mm-hmm. I, um, we watched it. We watched all of it. I thought it was hilarious. It was great. <laughs> It's like, I, it's I like the too. Sharknado of zombie too. shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, once you finally got over the hump of season, I think it was three, two and three, I think it was, or three and four. Yeah. Like you get to five and it's like, this is kind of cool. Isn't uh, that, I, is five when her hair changes? Because that was when that just, I was like, all right. <laughs> then I can't, I just can't take anything seriously anymore. It, yeah. But then it goes back to normal, I think, doesn't it? Or like uh, some Yeah, point. something happened. Yeah. yeah. There's like a whole season where it's blonde and then something happens. <laughs> it and, was like yeah. white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like white. Yeah. And then it does go back to normal in like a split scene too. Like, <laughs> I'm like, really? We're not even <laughs> yeah. going to question the hair. Okay. All right. Let's sure. just we'll move just, on, right? Let's just, we're just going to skip right over that. Okay. <laughs> but then like the whole megalomaniac of uh, what's his name? I can't, like he just goes back and forth between being a good guy and a bad guy. And it's just like. Oh, uh, the, the, the good looking guy? Is that who you're talking about? Or Scorpion? No. <laughs> I want to know who the good looking. Oh, no. I'm talking about the, uh, Murphy. Oh, Murphy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Murphy. Not, not exactly a good-looking guy in the show. Yeah, not a bad-looking guy. In real life, he's he looks phenomenal <laughs> now. Uh, they probably all do. Yeah, it's true. The show kind of <laughs> yeah. makes him look gross. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I have a question. Okay. Do you think uh, Morgan will make it in time to see Grace? Ooh, oh, man. See something okay. in sneak peeks. All right. I can see this going down both ways. And mm-hmm. here's here's why. Because let's say my first instinct is to say no. He doesn't make it back in time because he's feeling really good right now. <laughs> he's, you know, shed the weight of the, you know, uh-huh. the Jenny and Dwayne guilt. He's feeling uh-huh. good about himself. I think a part of him, has, he's going to allow himself to have feelings for grace. Um, and so, no, he won't make it back in time. Right, because it, we want it to happen, it won't. Is that what exactly. you're trying to say? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, yeah. But if he does... Would you be happy? You know, that, yeah, that would be wonderful, too. That'd be great. Oh, yeah, Even if it's just in time to say goodbye or, you know, I kind of like you or whatever. You know? Right, and, and you know what? Even if it's, it is that... Let's say she makes a full recovery, great. Yeah. Let's say she doesn't. And they do say have the ability to say goodbye, mm-hmm. unlike when... Unlike with Jenny, with, yeah. with he and Jenny. Right. I think mm-hmm. to a certain extent, well, I guess not. I don't see that he and Dwayne had a chance to say goodbye. Not that we know of. Not that we know. It doesn't not sound that like saw, that was yeah. something that he got. But yeah. I mean, look at Grace, a drawn out death where goodbye was kind of like from when they said hello, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. This is a possibility. I mean, it's ideal for Morgan for like healing and growth as a character. Mm-hmm. And Nisa <laughs> says, by the way, it was T Dog that said it right oh, from the T-Dog. beginning. Okay. All right. Dead puppies and kittens. Just think about that. <laughs> And by the way, Bridget's saying he needs to be in love again. Let his guard down a little bit, Morgan. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I think he's. I think he's. He's tortured himself long enough about about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I. I, I think. Yeah. I mean, I really don't know what to make. I know that something's going to be thrown in the way to kind of doubt him a little bit, but I do think, I don't know how these sto- these stories go at this point. I <laughs> It's the same way I feel about season 10 coming around. It's like, uh, it, and by the way, Johnny Five's Alive um, is with me on this one. It's kind of like, I am excited for season 10. But oh. there's so much discomfort that I have, like when it comes to certain people, you know, like what happens, you know, where's the time jump? You know, who's together? Who's not? What is mm-hmm. this propaganda? Are we going to see Maggie? How's that relationship going to bear out? You know, like there's so many things that are up in the air like the relationship between or the lack thereof of carol and ezekiel there's there's something mm-hmm. there that's not there and it's yeah. just bad um it, everything is awkward it seems to me and that's i like that but it's also uncomfortable like i'm not excited to see the awkwardness yeah. you know i think it's a good it's a good place to start because now we get to see how they're going to fix it all right yeah yeah and i feel that that's why i feel about morgan that's yeah. why i said that it's like yeah. now we're kind of in a place on really completely uncharted territory where where Morgan says to Althea, you know, as he's about to talk about the Father's Day card, he's like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm good. And <laughs> I'm good. there are some breadcrumbs. And this is the I think this is the last thing we'll bring up because there were some specific breadcrumbs in this episode that make you think um, from the time Morgan sees the tanker come into Paradise Ridge. He already sees like he already recognizes I should have been there. Like yeah. I should not have left Grace. I don't know what I was thinking. And no, dude, you know what you were thinking. You need you needed to learn how to say goodbye. Do not want to get into this thing yeah. where you're still looking over your shoulder and looking at your past. <laughs> You're a human being, dude. Relax. Mm-hmm. But the whole reason why you bring something like this up is because sometimes you have to put that shit aside because you don't want to repeat history. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, you don't want to get into the situation where you can't say goodbye again. Yep. I totally agree with you. And as soon as he saw that tanker and his reaction to it, I, I thought, you know what? Yeah, this is, you know, you don't wait for these opportunities. When you when you have that chance, you, you take it then because you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, for all he knows, Grace died 10 minutes after after he walked away from Ugh. her. You know what I mean? You you take you take the chances when you have them. And I think when he saw the tanker, 
he thought the worst, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, what? how could you not? You see something that's yours. My first thought is, oh God, everybody I know is dead. They killed right. everybody. Right. And even before yeah. that, when uh-huh. he when he walks into the, and this is what makes him seeing the tanker so much more alarming. He walks in, they walk into the complex and what do they pass by just as they're starting to get to where the condominium Oh, the are? horse. The horse. And what does that make, yeah. what did that make him think of? The whole, uh, the merry-go-round? Oh, oh, okay. I didn't go there, but okay, sure. But, but also Grace's yep. story yep. about the horse. About the horse. Yep, yep. Yeah. I, it, I should, I should go deeper. <laughs> <laughs> to, to the by the way to, to the point that like he like he had this moment like where he's just like oh shit like mm-hmm. oh I, knew, I feel like I forgot something mm-hmm. like I forgot that thing that made me smile mm, yeah and this and then there's this constant and I it, again like you see this and then is and then Althea's kind of wrapped up in this Isabel thing and she just can't shake it oh my gosh it's really right? frustrating right I'm thinking what are the chance okay I I knew what she, I knew immediately that she was looking for Isabel but then my next thought was really what, honestly <laughs> yeah, what what are the chances? What do you honestly believe are the chances that she's going to be at this spot? Right. But remember and, what we remember what we said in the last episode, though. It's like we were. I mean, when we first saw these people, we were like handily convinced that they had something to do with the comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. But well, as viewers, I suppose we also knew yes. that there were multiple areas that they were spread out. So right. Althea could be thinking this is a central location, and and then obviously once she gets inside and realizes. Oh shit! She could be anywhere, and then realizes they're not affiliated whatsoever. But right, right. you know, how was she? Know gonna, did she play this out at all? But until that Let, moment, by the way, you were convinced. In a, like, I mean, I'm not that they 100%. could be together. Yeah, right. Like we're like still yeah. splinter at, at least. Sure, <laughs> I I believed it was a possibility. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I but how you know how was that going to play out? Let, what if Isabel was there? What if she was there? What if Elf did find her? How? What did she think was going to happen? Yeah, it's like, but you know what? <laughs> she wasn't thinking. No, she. Was was not which again is very out of character for al i feel like she's she's usually very rational and and thinks things through yeah but you know what you know what it is when you get i you know i could see the point at which althea is listening to all these stories decided she wants to be a part of these stories remember so it's it's, so there's Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. now that she's covering morgan's thing and she's frustrated with him for just not saying what he's not which he's obsessed she's obsessed with him like not saying what he's what he's supposed to be saying why are you with me when you should be with grace you know it you know it yep. and so that's getting her to think about and that's the, that happens to us too you see some friend who's like you know all about this chick or something like that and <laughs> hold on just bear with me on this one <laughs> <laughs> But like you get so frustrated that like it makes you think of your situation like you or you it makes you think of what you're missing or what you're you know i should be getting okay. this too like you know like i mean especially when you're younger but like in a world yeah. where there's just so little options and when you sure. find something and it's like it yeah. makes you think of your own thing i get what you're saying like, you know why not me? morgan 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 could be with grace and he's choosing not to whereas she wants to be with isabel and can't because she doesn't know where she is right so it's like why are you wasting this opportunity she's right there go be with her because i I can't and they you know? and, and it they just work off each other man like yeah. when he finally sees <laughs> he wakes up when he's pouring the gas finally and he's like he like he it finally dawns on him this person that you're looking for you love them right and it's just like they kept playing off of each other kept playing off mm-hmm. each other and she's like yeah yeah <laughs> i i did i loved her this is when she yeah. starts opening up yeah clicks off the camera though <laughs> <Like> opening <laughs> <Right>. up <laughs> i got gotcha. you um but um 
but yeah and and it's like you you were hoping to find her there it was like yeah but i realized it was just these aren't the same people right you know they got the same idea just different script you know like this yeah they're not it um i really then, hope we find out what they mean by that too and then he re- but yeah 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 exactly i really do want to find out yeah i me i'm i'm on the georgie train on this one like i mean <laughs> recalibrating my sensors obviously but like definitely not part of isabel's group though but right but going back to like this idea is like it finally just between feeling like he let grace down between um talking about Dwayne and the good times and then and almost like and and then seeing how hard althea was working to run towards instead of running away from the person mm-hmm. she loves it's like i'm a fucking idiot i'm an yeah. idiot i'm a fucking idiot i'm good i can't i can't <laughs> yeah. be wasting time i'm looking at this woman dying uh, we're not dying we don't know yet but right. like I'm this well, woman dying. I mean, he knows she's exposed matter of time. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But like, it, like Nisa's like, you're going deep. And I'm like, yeah, I've had a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing keeping me sharp right now. I'll be honest with you. And then, and then he, it just clicks. Like there's no time for this. Yeah. Like, I, I can't make the same mistake again. That's the thing. I can't make the same mistake again. Yeah. And then he gets on the thing. He's expecting to be able to do that. And now it's like, oh, it's happening. It's, it's going down. I'm not making that same mistake again. I feel like, like there's an element of, of history repeating itself again though i can't remember there's a moment where there's a similar thing okay in the last episode when um logan is trying to go after uh, trying to save what is her name serena serena oh yeah yes. yeah yeah serena i think it was and yep. then like the interplay between that and uh mm-hmm. the woman that they end up saving at the end of the episode who's who was from the settler group so there's yep. these elements now repeating itself again in this episode like morgan is rushing after to get save not save save grace but be there for her at the very least yeah. but at the very least save her <laughs> so. I don't know much about radiation poisoning, but I mean, would it would it would it come on that fast? I feel like it would be like a slow growing type of I don't know. I, like I said, I don't know much about it, but I feel like it came on all of a sudden, and I don't know if that's realistic or not. Yeah, I mean, Tom has said a bunch of times that radiation's kind of like it's time and exposure. It's you know yeah. how, how soon after, uh, how quickly, how you know, and how you know how soon after the explosion, how close you were to it, how mm-hmm. long you've been exposed. So it's 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 all cumulative too. So it, true, you know. I and we don't know. I mean, if she's been right, out there I for two know. years, yeah. it could be bad. Yeah. And she's she survived after all her other people did not. So I could see it being bad. I sure. mean, I would I would yeah. defer to him. I know he didn't have much time to just hang on, but I know he does make the F Tom makes the effort to kind of stay at least come on at the beginning. Oh yeah. Um, I know that we like when we do these Talking Dead takeovers, it's too late and we have to go and you know yeah, or they have late. to go. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I do think about that. I do. I have seen like in one frame she's on the floor of the MRAP, which is in the sneak peeks. Ah. But in another, she is, I believe she's up. And I maybe, I didn't see if she was walking with the convoy in that kind of Trail of Tears-esque kind of thing. Because, you know, okay. the convoy was known for having their semis, their cars, and going in a wagon wheel or like this settler circle or something. Yeah. Conestoga wagon style. But like in the next episode, they seem to be without their cars. Mm-hmm. And something tells me that these settlers have something to do with that. Uh-oh. Right? Yeah. Did you see the sneak peeks after the episode? I did, I did not. No, I watched it on the app this week and they... They don't um they don't show they don't do the next time on at the end of the episode on the app on fridays but on if you wait one more day they add it they no i watched it today 
Oh, you did? I, I got them. Yeah. I got it. I watched it today I, on the app. I did it like two times again, two times over. And maybe it's like random. right after the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it went right to credits. Yeah. Right. Right. It goes to credits and then right after the credits it has that part. Uh, okay. Maybe I yeah. should fast forward through the credits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's really well, quick. Because when it's on TV, they do it sort of simultaneously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like next time yes. on. And then they have the credits up in the corner. I know what you're saying. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I was expecting. And it didn't happen. I'm like, Barr! well, that's because they were trying to race <laughs> to the next episode because this is a longer episode. That's why we went off a little a little later ah. um yeah so i want to why don't we just go through sneak peeks like if we did miss anything i encourage you all to leave a comment yes. definitely please 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 if you can uh, if you're on youtube if you're on facebook just just give us a like um if you have any questions i mean there probably will be especially with all the off-topic stuff <laughs> like you may want to comment <laughs> and ask me a couple of questions about the, some of the details of some of these interactions i'll send you the thread it'll be fun we can all grow and learn as a result but anyway if you do have a comment leave them an on whatever platform you're on right now, give us, throw us a like, show us some love, send us sparks, I guess, on Mixer or some of that online currency <laughs> on Twitch or whatever it is. Whatever it is, and I'll figure it out and maybe. <laughs> anyway, and uh, yeah, so here are the sneak peeks. Uh, we'll go to the end of the episode. And um, I, did, I did put Mama Deadhead in my notes, Sarah Large. I can't remember. Anyway, um, so yeah, Morgan, this is not the end of the road, Al. And as Althea kicks over a TV and breaks it while Tom, our guy from last episode, and Morgan watch on as this TV explodes. Something is frustrating Al. And so we need to know what that is. And it was on a TV. It was a video. Maybe it has something to do with Ooh. some footage she got or... Yeah. Well, Ginny yeah. uh, was admiring, you know, the fact that they were getting their messages out via cassette tape. So maybe she made some of her own tapes. Maybe they taped over her footage. That would... Be Ooh. Oh, Ooh. that would make her so mad. Ooh, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I just got mad for her. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. So let's, let's see. Uh, Alan Morgan meet up with Strand who says we have no food, no water. And uh, Althea is filming something that happened basically. So as he's saying this, Althea is filming something on the ground and uh, it pants to a shot of the entire ca- convoy, including West behind a semi. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're assuming that they're without vehicles. They're kind of huddled together, kind of like, you know, colonial okay. times. They're the, the cattle all died off. It looks like that's, oh, that's geez. the Scene that was look it looked like they were in dire straits yikes yeah um let me see here uh john oh john is saying morgan and grace is there something going on there <laughs> like as if <laughs> where were you john hello i well he wasn't in the mall episode anyway so yeah um and and it cuts to a scene right after grace on the floor of the end wrap as she's like sprawled out you know unconscious mm-hmm. or like out of it whatever it is uh al alice filming Ginny. you know so there is that element again of like do you remember the episode right to the mid-season premiere where they had the the different shots of oh yeah holding yeah. cameras amateur camera so yep. we have an element of that in the next episode and you do see amateur footage of Ginny arriving to save the day quote unquote question mark um, mm. while Dwight is retaliating he's got his pistol out he's about to shoot her he's like I'm not gonna apologize for my methods and then like these guys are shooting in the air shooting guns in the air attracting a herd on purpose uh-huh. and it looks like they're gonna have to abandon their rigs uh. result uh, and she says while they're doing this call the kids to dinner oh, yeah Ginny's this is what I was saying. I was going to say, I wrote this in my notes. I'm like, oh there is this gosh. element of Negan with her. <laughs> yeah. Like, that kind of like, oh, I'm going to show you we have the goods to survive. Right? Yeah. 
Seems like she's in, enjoying it too. Yeah, yeah. And not yeah. like Negan didn't enjoy it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they they both enjoyed what they had to do. Yeah, but <laughs> what they where they differ is their definition of like use. Uh, was it what is it? Resourceful. Uh, oh, essential. Being yeah. essential. Being ne- essential. Negan looked yeah. at everybody being a cog in the wheel. Like yeah. people are a resource, right? Mm-hmm. This bitch is like, oh, we got this. We don't need all of you. <laughs> the, the, Only if you have something to offer. The chaff can fall from the wheat. That that sort of thing like you know let's let's take the best of the best it's like eugenics negan (laughs) Mm -hmm. hitler negan (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) just negan with a little hitler mustache that's jimmy well if they keep throwing characters out here out at us that are worse than negan it's going to make it a lot easier to be sympathetic towards him yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah and that's that's a really good way of looking at that like Mm -hmm. at at least she's not negan or (laughs) sorry at least negan's not her right yeah you know negan wasn't that bad yeah, there is a good that that is a good way of looking at it too. And and again, like I, I'm still like not like as much as I want to be. I, I'll admit it. I want to be pro Negan. Like there's an there's a, there's a huge part of me is like, eh, well, well, guys, come on, really. And I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll ever be pro Negan, but right. I, I can see how he would be useful. Like utility. Right, right. And I'm 100% down with you. I think yeah. I think it's, look, there are fan accounts, <laughs> obviously. There are people who are like, I want JDM in my pants. <laughs> but also, I'll, whatever. No, I have no quarter with them. They're just crazy. And then, but then they're. <laughs> They're well-meaning people who just forget. I don't know. This is not a, this is not a TWD rant. Um, I do want to talk about this one last sneak peek. And that, by the way, people are laughing at Hitler and Negan now. <laughs> so anyway, um, nice. but uh, this last scene is what's really important because I'm getting some major vibes, like TWD season nine. Rick on a bridge is about it's as it's about to explode vibes. Because you see Morgan and Charlie, I think there. I believe Dwight. There's a bunch of people on the bridge, and there's a semi on the other end of it, and they're on it, and it's like something breaks, and it's a whole <gasps> thing. And there's really like a similarity between like the two seasons. Mm-hmm. And like a walker falls on Al and this other cut and convoy is walking across the field like it's the Trail of Tears. Aww. And it's looking some uh, looking some uh, look at some dire stuff down here. Ooh. Painting a very grim picture. And then Dwight's ha- asshole saves the day. Does he? <laughs> no. But that'd Maybe. Be funny. Maybe. That'd be cool. I don't know. I still I still want Dwight's asshole to make a turnaround. I do. Uh, I do too. I do too. <gasps> I, it, it, I mean, otherwise, to think about it, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, otherwise, what's the point? I like, I look at everything like, I mean, there's like the emotional side of it and I like watching it, but I also think about like structure and storyline and purpose and put this scene in here so it makes sense later and like, you know, things like that. And so I just, I don't see the point of having that scene between Dwight and his asshole if he's not gonna, if something's not gonna come of it, you know what I mean? (laughs) Did you picture Dwight talking to his asshole? (laughs) It sounded like you said Dwight in his asshole. And his that's what made it funnier me course correcting and then that's also funny (laughs) but yeah i just i still think there's a i still want to believe there's a purpose for it yeah and it wasn't to you know be further screwed over by him right yeah yeah exactly i'm with you i'm 100 with you and in that i guess uh look we'll call it a night from here uh again i want to reiterate if there is something we missed you think there's some value in talking about with this episode because i i don't i did not cover everything i have a whole bunch of shit down i like the, the Twinkie. The Twinkie is a oh, Cinnabon substitute, uh, which is not a big deal. I, I love Virginia's quotes. Spaghetti. Spaghetti is simple, and it's usually... 
Wait, wait. What is it? Spaghetti is simple, it, and it's no. What is? It's always messy. You always get messy. One way or the other. Yeah. One way. Or the, yeah. Something. something like I, I I wrote down the quote really wrong really quickly, <laughs> and then, and I wanted to say like last I checked, spaghetti was probably the easiest dish to make. <laughs> pre-apocalypse definitely as a guy in a dorm or something like that it's like just ah, spaghetti water yeah you got to you got a meal good for a whole week <laughs> um let me see uh um da, 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 that's uh, there and she has other lines too like okay so the last line i'll say this is right before we'll quit is that um she says something like was it what why suck on a stone when you can have soup? And I love that line. Slurping soup, yeah. Slurping soup, right, right. Yep. You, have you ever heard the story about stone soup? Yes. I, I, I know I have. I, I couldn't like the recite show it. brought that up too, but I'm not sure. But I know that I have, yeah. Well, the, the, as the fable goes, and I think it's a Jewish one, um, the, this, the townspeople are running low on food and there's only a little bit of soup but each one of them puts a stone in the soup to kind of make it look like it's fuller mm -hmm. and in that they kind of all have like a, they have they still have a little bit of soup but it looks like it's fuller and looks like you know they're calm and you know, it looks like they have a lot when they don't you know mm -hmm. and so the idea is like you know you're sucking on a stone when you can be slurping down soup you know like mm -hmm. you could be with us <laughs> you know so yeah. but the parable is, is all about you know community and just pulling together and and you know, faking it till you make it and, and, you know, making it through another day. And there's just something beautiful about that. So, but yeah, I, I guess Jenny does not think so. <laughs> Fixing Morgan stick, that was, that was another one. Like, I don't know <laughs> what that means later on because I really didn't know what to think about that because part of what we liked about Morgan's broken stick is how he looks at it and how he associates that with grace. With grace, yeah. Right. It may be imperfect, but it's my imperfect, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know how to think about that. Anyway, I th that really, that will cover everything. <laughs> yeah. We, we killed it. We buried it. It's dead. It's dead. It's dead. It's dead. Chop its head off. I'm watching The Purge now, so that's all that's. In hey, my head we right are now. too. <laughs> the TV show, right? Yeah, the the ten week series. Yeah. Yep. Uh, on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was on last year. I tried watching it when it was on TV, but uh, I didn't end up finishing it. So we're watching aren't it on they the, Hulu now. Yeah, aren't they on the the second season now? I can't. I don't remember now. Oh, I I didn't realize there was going to be another one. No, we oh, haven't yeah. finished the first. We haven't finished the first season yet. Yeah, I'm I'm only two episodes deep. So. Oh, okay. Well, we're further than that. I won't spoil it for you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, okay, everybody, uh, let's go to sleep. Not together, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, I gotta uh, be up in uh, four hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, just just everybody remember to be kind to each other. If when you're online, look at the big picture. Take a step back and realize you don't have to answer every call. You don't have to answer every every bit of hate, or you don't have to respond to every. You don't have to get involved in every little thing. If you see something nasty, report it. You know, if you see somebody getting on your case for no reason and threadjacking you, just mute or block them. Give it a good DM. Take take it to the side and maybe DM them. But at the same time, if you can't seem to kind of reach a common ground doing it out of respect in a dm yeah just do yourself a favor life is too short it's like morgan life is too short and sometimes you know love mm -hmm. is what's important and that's what really really matters in this world so everybody have a good night and we'll see you next week on sunday our last sunday until fear the walking dead comes back on season six so um <laughs> we'll see you then bye good night <laughs>